The following is a world-class Bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the one, the only, Dion Green. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ages, we're back, we're black, we're at it again. And make no mistake about it, if you think you're having a bad week, hey, could be Alex Jones. $985 million, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. You think he'll get it back? <laughs> Find out later in the show. But also joining us today is American Ramrod, Kendo Slice. Yeah, he is the epitome of fuck around and find out. So, you know, flap that dick liquor long enough about goofy conspiracy shit, and that's what's going to happen. However, I may digress a little bit. I came to a realization today about something in a Star Wars movie I hadn't thought of up to this point. So I was talking to somebody today, and we were discussing, you know, why I hate the sequel trilogy. And then it was the question was posited to me as if the sequel trilogy is so bad, has it elevated the prequel trilogy for me? And I thought about it, and I'm like, not really, because one and two I can still watch occasionally, but they're not still not that good. Three is actually pretty good. But then I started thinking about it. Padme dies of a broken heart, which is lame as shit, because I was thinking about all these cringeworthy moments in that movie. And, I mean, I get being really upset and being emotionally distraught. Then, you know, Anakin heel turned on her and tried to force choke the shit out of her. But then we have to watch her give birth to children, and that's which is just awful to watch. And then watch her name them like we didn't fucking know who they were. But then she dies right afterwards, which makes me think, you know, she had a lot to live for. She had to live for those newborn children and be their mother and all that stuff. But she just gives up because she's a selfish bitch. Yeah. She's more worried about how she feels and all oh, my heart's broken because Anakin turned on me. Instead of I got these two newborn babies. I got to look after them. They need me. Now nah, I'm just going to die. I'm selfish. What a cunt. So now I hate that movie. Way of going about it, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Hindsight is twenty twenty, and sometimes you watch a movie and you get new insight. It took me fifteen trying... years to come to that realization. That was a well, selfish dick move on her part to just be all so wrapped up in her own lost love of Anakin that she just gives up and just dies instead of taking care of her children. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very. I, I love the fucking lighthearted opening, you fucking Grinch. Dude, you must have read the script because we're going to be talking about the Grinch in a little bit, Dion. Don't jump yeah. the gun. <laughs> now, folks, welcome into the real episode 328. Let's talk about a couple things real quick before we start the show. One, where is last week's episode? Well, you had to catch it live or else YouTube took it down. That wasn't some kind of gimmick from us to try to get you to watch it live. No, because we showed a clip. They took it down. So that is where the episode lives. Nowhere. But Did they see what uh, clips so, got us? They just said WWE. I assume it was the one of the bulldog slapping the coffee cup or whatever out of uh, Mongo's hand. Because the buttons don't usually get too much. So that's, that's what happened to last week's episode. Which and is here that? I thought, under the new regime of the triple list of H's, that we they would give some leeway. Vince wouldn't be out there fucking sniffing around on YouTube trying to copyright strike people because, you know, he's a sad sack old man at this point. But apparently, Kevin Dunn still... You know, I'm blaming that Bucky fucking Beaver for that. Folks, it's Kevin Dunn's fault. I would say go to Twitter. The problem is there is an actor named Kevin Dunn, 
And every time oh, yeah. something happens with WWE, he catches a bunch of shit from wrestling fans that think that that's that he's the other Kevin Dunn. So don't 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 go blowing up Kevin Dunn on Twitter because it's the wrong one. It's an actor. He's a nice guy. Seems. Yeah, it's the dad from Small Soldiers. If you don't know who Kevin Dunn is off the top of your yeah. head, so don't go after that Kevin Dunn. Just you know, get Bucky Beaver trending, and we'll know who you're talking about. You know, we should go after that Kevin Dunn for one specific reason. To interview him for the channel? Yeah, because he's in our favorite low-key movie, Dave. The one we always talk about. Yeah, he's one of those character actors. Do you see him in a lot of stuff? You're like, I know who that guy is because he's in a lot of movies, but you don't exactly know his name. But yeah, I found him accidentally when Vince got fired a few months ago. And I was like looking for Kevin Dunn to see if Bucky Beaver was going to go down too. And I found that actor instead. I'm like, oh, shit, there's two of them. I bet he catches you. Oh, yeah, looking at his tweets. Oh, sure. Yep, yep. He's getting a lot of shit from people. Well, don't feel too bad because even Google themselves make the uh, mistake. So when you look up Kevin Dunn TV show and movies, you get rows and rows of shit like Hot Shots, The Six Man, The Bachelors, Snake Eyes, Mississippi oh, Burning, God, he and is more. In Hot Shots too. Yeah, but when he's you... in Hot Shots because he's the good guy pilot that's with them. That was originally on the take and stopped being on the take. Fuck, I forgot that. I love that movie too. And when you scroll down to the bottom. Under the second last rows, you get the Best of Raw Volume 1 and the Rise and Fall of ECW. So unless there's some crossover, I think that's a mistake. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just Bucky Beaver. Motherfucker. So folks, we talk about wrestling <laughs> here a lot. That. Should. We could, uh, we'll build that universe. Now folks, we talk about wrestling here on the show each and every week. Why? Because we like it. But two, because we have a big WrestleMania meetup on March 31st. Sorry, March 30th and 31st, and then April 1st and 2nd, the WCPS guys will be together, and we'll be at WrestleMania, and we'll be celebrating stuff with the fans. So we talk about it each and every week because we want everyone to get out here, but the things are already in motion. The plans have already been set. People are already making their trip out here. Darian217 is going to be here. KR Companion, other YouTubers, other people, other listeners, other friends. So folks, you don't even have to like WrestleMania, but come to the fan meetup. It's going to be late March, early April out here in California. If you can make the drive, do it. You're going to have a great time. It'll just, it'll be as good as the one in Chicago, maybe even better. Uh, why? Because we're there. So you're going to be there too, and that'll make it even better. Now, also, we're going to start tonight's show off with some thank yous. We have some new patrons. So first off, Adam Walford, thank you very much for joining our Patreon page. Edge Scarborough, thank you very much. And Kentar Oe, Kentaro Oe, thank you again for joining our Patreon page. So all three of those members have joined the Patreon page. Folks, if you love WCBS and you know you do, you can go over there to get some bonus content. We're going to be uploading more. Uh, the guys and I have all kinds of ideas and some special things that we put out over there, things we can't put out here on YouTube. So always be on the lookout for that. Miss Ninja Julian's going to be in the meetup as well. Speaking of here, like Miss Ninja Julian, let's give a shout out to the people who are here this evening. We have a lot of people joining us in the chat. Folks, hit us that thumbs up button before we start. We have Goof R35. What is up? Shout out to Enrique Vasquez, Michelle O'Rourke Johansson, Alexander the Great, Xavier the God, Darian217. We also have Mr. Dystopian, Eric Bay Anderson, Trans Deep 2, sorry, Trans Too Deep. Joseph Bienowicz, Adama, Phil Arconis, Shrebels08, God, Dr. Meatball. We have a lot of people. So, folks, Surreal Gamer, Prime Mover, if we keep on saying hello to everyone that's here, we're going to be here all night. So, if you want us to be here all night, you know how to prolong the show, but you know you want us to get past this portion of the show. So, you guys ready to start everything properly? Of course. There we go. So, folks are probably wondering where Nick is. Nick is lost in california no in reality folks uh nick is out with his cousin and Chasing i'm gonna be seeing rainbow. nick tomorrow yeah, 
chasing that rainbow, uh, dance clubs and all. So Nick and I will be hanging out together. We're going to be at Not Sperry Farm, Not Scary Farm for some surprise Oktoberfest content. We've already purchased the tickets. We'll be going there. Expect some live content, maybe a stream. I can't promise that, but lots of shorts and lots of other content. Also, be on the lookout for this Saturday's nice long-form video. What are we covering? Well, to keep in the tradition of Halloween, we're covering Ghostbusters this week. This is our big video on Ghostbusters 2016, the definitive all-she-wrote video. So there you go. Check that out on Saturday morning. Last week was on Charlie's Angels. The week before that, we took a break. Before that was Frost and Terminator. These Saturday videos have been a nice, successful uh, series of videos, and we have a whole lot more coming out. So check those out and be ready for Saturday's Ghostbuster video. Now, it is true that Nick could be busy with Brie Larson rubbing her feet with lotion because those yams need them. Ugh. But uh, we'll be checking in with Nick later on Easy to make there. sure that he's alive and safe. Now, guys, how do you want to start tonight? you want to start out with something funny or something kind of sad? Let's funny, go funny. For sure. I want to start with something sad. We already had fucking Mr. Grinch McTits over here calling Padme a bitch. Well, Grinch I mean, McTits. I'm sorry died. that the truth hurts. Well, it doesn't hurt me. I, Folks, what we'll do is we'll give you our WCBS uh, re-re-re-reviewing of Star Wars The Prequel Trilogy one drunk afternoon. So there you go. So let's talk about something funny. Did you know that Pierce Brosnan was almost James Bond? Or excuse me, almost Batman. <laughs> um, based on the no, headline I read earlier, yes. Almost, buddy. Well... Yes, he was almost Bond in the 80s. Then they hired Timothy Dalton. Then he got hired as Bond in the 90s. But he was almost Batman in Batman 89. So he was on Jimmy Fallon yesterday. And he said, I went up for Batman way back in the day when Tim Burton was doing it. Obviously, I didn't get the job. He had to settle for James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after Brosnan revealed what he what lost him the part, this is the part I'll make you crack up. He says, I remember saying something stupid to Tim Burton. I said, you know, I can't understand any man who would wear his underpants outside of his trousers. But there you go. The best man got the job. <laughs> so that critique that everyone has about superheroes is what got Pierce Brosnan fired from uh, Batman 89. That's pretty damn funny. That makes a lot of sense. I'm really happy that Brosnan said what he said because one, Michael Keaton is the fucking man as Batman. And two, Pierce Brosnan's the fucking man as James Bond. So the universe has a way of working things out. Exactly. I'm not mad at all at the turnout. And hey, you know, yeah, I guess you had to settle for James Bond all damn, Pierce. All damn. Oh, man. How will we survive? Well, a lot of this information is all about the hype for Black Adam, which do you guys have any hype for Black Adam? Oh, yeah. I mean, bit. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, but I'm not like I'm not excited as I would be for a fucking, you know, anything else. Avengers or something, you know. So we're going to talk about um, a spoiler because as of the show going live, something big happened, uh, the, the end scenes of the movie leak. But before we get into that, all the press and all the hype is starting surrounding Black Adam, which means positive press reviews. Are you guys surprised that another DC movie is getting praise from the critics before it comes out? Of course not. No, that's par for the colors. Yeah, they, exactly. that's what they did for Batman vs. Superman as if it's some fucking you know, going to be Avengers level threat and that shit would. So I'm not, I'm not surprised in the guy dang least, but you know, I'm, I'm also not surprised because it's the rock. I mean, this is the reason why they picked him for this movie. You know, as much as we wanted to get, um, 
you know, him for a different role. You know, they picked him to get a little buzz for the character, which I understand. But man, yeah, I just, um, yeah, I, I'm excited the same way I was excited about fucking Jungle Cruise. Like, this, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going on, but yeah, it's not going to fucking set the world on fire. And I don't expect it to be that good because, you know, hey, DC still DC, but, you know, could be a pleasant surprise, but we'll see. Well, we'll be talking more about what makes DC DC, aka Warner Brothers, later on tonight's show. But, Dion, this, you know, Black Adam, I always preface it like this because nobody in the chat knows me as well as you do. I love The Rock. Wrestling-wise, nothing's... I don't like anything more than that. I mean, how many games of WWE 2K have we played together, and what percentage would you say I play as The Rock? Like 95% oh, of the time man. I play as The Rock? Yeah, I think that's very fair. It's some. It's a part of my childhood I never really abandoned. In my mind, he's still the dude with sideburns and the eyebrow. But yep. he's now an actor, and I don't care the same way. But the one thing that I think is very telling about this movie is the fact that they have to go out and get literally the biggest superhero of all time to cameo in this film. Have you guys heard the new late-breaking news? Yeah. No. So for those who haven't, Henry Cavill is in this movie. 100% oh confirmed. Yeah. The footage is out. Everything's happening. I think this is just... I know you're trying to connect the universes, but is certain things are canceled, certain things are continued... I just still am confused with DC because one day I'm told there's no more Snyder films, but this is like adjacent to Snyder films and includes Henry Cavill Superman. So I'm sure, like, look, Cavill's a great actor to play Superman. I'm very happy. I just want the universe to be better and maybe for him to get a new suit. Yeah, it's, it's, then he needs a new suit. I mean, the, the Snyderverse suit. It just isn't a good Superman suit. But, nope. again, yeah, I'm with you. I, I 100% love Cavill as Superman. And we said this going into it. I was like, Superman's going to be in this. I, I You know, and and, I, and as, you know, per the use, hey, that's exactly what fucking happened. And because, obviously, they're, they want to use this as the jumping off port for the universe. And this is why, you know, Cavill being in Black Adam is the same reason they're still going to fucking release Flashpoint. You know, they, you know, they're all in, you know. So they're going to, you know, pull as many... Um, pulls many of the of the standard franchise playbook plays as they can. Getting the Rock was one of them, you know, and making sure people realize, hey, this is still part of the universe. Reminding people and paying Cavill to bring his ass out and be in the movie for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. And at least this is a sign that they're taking it seriously. And they definitely want this movie to be a smash hit. Is it going to be a smash hit? I don't think so. But hey, you can't say DC isn't pulling out all the stops. No. I mean, you got the big star, you got the obscure superhero. Who knows what's going to happen? I do think the trailer looks generic as all hell, but sometimes generic yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, folks, don't expect... Is, if Black Adam's coming to uh, HBO Max, then you can expect a review. But I don't plan on going out to see this right away, so... Well, I mean, if it does, we can definitely review it, especially in the month of February. Yeah, I mean, we're probably gonna we're gonna go see it. You know, I don't know if we'll go see opening night. Um, I might, you know, because you know, but superhero movies are kind of our family thing, so we'll probably go out and see it. So at least, you know, I at least I plan on on seeing it relatively soon after it after its release. Well, I'll take your um review, and then maybe I'll judge it on that. I have the Regal Pass, so like people are like, folks, or if people say, Jeff, how can you go out and support these movies? 
I pay 50 cents like if I go see a movie, but if I don't see a movie, I still pay the monthly fee. So yeah, like, but that's a gray area for me. I, I don't know if I'm actually supporting or how I'm actually supporting these theaters, but the same amount of money uh, is taken out of the account if I see a bunch of movies or not. So I'm a, uh, I'm torn there. So Dion, let's keep this train rolling. Uh, this will be shorter than last week. How was She-Hulk this week? Um, we were fucking laughing about it. It was bad. They, the, all like the, the quickest thing ever is, uh, Marvel did the She-Hulk what CW did to the Carrie Diaries. Like this is that this is what that show is supposed to be. This show is for fucking Twitter. They ended it in the in the funniest, most ridiculous, dumbass way. And if you ever, you know, and I try not to be the guy that's like, hey, if you watch this thing, you are not a fan. This is the benchmark coming from me that if someone's like, yeah, man, I love she I'm like, oh, you're one of those fans because it is it. it They want this to be fucking Alec McBeal, the Carrie Diaries. And that's what they made. And hey, this 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 show clearly ain't from my black ass. So you just referenced the Sex in the City spinoff, correct? Yes. Would you say that um, this is pretty much an audience of Karens that are going to really like this show? Absolutely. And don't get me wrong. You know, Hillary came up with that after we were laughing when we, you know, I, I had to, I had to smoke a cigar and drink something strong because I was like, yo, because you know they 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 and they a hundred percent know what they're doing because there are small moments that are good or actually funny and they waste them. They'll have characters say specific things and then do the exact fucking opposite. So in this, this, this episode was the fourth wall breaks of all fourth wall breaks. And you can see they wrote that whole lame ass season for, for her to go and confront Kevin quote unquote. And it's just, and they bungle the end, you know, they have her literally say, you know, she's changing the ending and she goes, we should have Emil take accountability. And then immediately she doesn't take accountability. You don't know how she was able to get out of being arrested by the government, how, where she got another job, and how she can be She-Hulk again. So they immediately like, hey, he needs to be accountable, but we're not going to explain the ending at all. Oh, here's Daredevil. And it's like, this This is made for, you know, the cute girl in your class who only likes comic books because she saw the Marvel movies when she was a kid and whenever she's in a conversation someone brings up comic books she's going to say I love comic books I watch She-Hulk and you're going to be like yep yeah, she's one of those chicks you know or it's the dude the dude who just talks about shit and rambles on at the water cooler when you're like yeah he, he just watches you know this dude just watches whatever relevant you know because if, if, if you hear someone that goes yeah man I love comic books I fucking love She-Hulk he does not love comic books that's that this is the benchmark for for the for the chicks and the dudes who love trash TV to be a part of the conversation. It's made to get them in. It's so lowbrow. They waste so many good things just for like a uh hey Twitter type of thing. Th- this show was made for Twitter 100% and you know, we'll see, we'll see we'll see if it works if, if the numbers speak, but holy shit that season finale was just it it was like watching an episode of Alec McBeal when I was a kid on Fox on Tuesdays at eight thirty. Like it's just this was the goal and they achieved it, man. It is ridiculous, utterly, hilariously ridiculous. 
Um, let's play a little game. Folks in the chat, we're going to show you what the score for the audience was versus the critics score. Uh, Dion, and unless you know this, can you take a guess of what the critics think the score is? Or what do you think the critics score is on a scale of 1? Oh, I, 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 I didn't look at it, but I would assume the critics scored a fucking 89, 90%. 100%. The, fucking, the, the, the Twitter critics, it was made for them. It was made for them. Uh, I'm going to go with a solid 95 and now, what do you guys want to guess for the audience score? 25%, barely. 30 dues. Well, let's check that together, shall we? So, average tomato meter score, 87%. Average audience, audience score, 35%. So, quite a discrepancy. Hmm. Was that 52% discrepancy on the show? So, remember, folks, take that with a grain of salt. Remember, Rotten Tomatoes has been compromised, but... This paints a much different picture. Uh, now, remember, yeah. for all the people out there that want to go online and say, oh, the haters of She-Hulk, all you did is make me not watch it. And so there you go. You took an eye off She-Hulk by not letting people, by by trying to say positive reacts only. All right, well, if it's positive reacts only and I can't give an honest assessment, well, I'm an honest guy and I can't live my life any and, other and, way. And, so. and She-Hulk was clearly made for them. You know, like, so, you know, everyone, I mean, because I, I didn't watch or watch, I didn't read all of the stuff on Twitter this morning when I went to work, but you had people that are like, this is the best comic book show. And then immediately someone's like, yeah, if you like that season finale, you're not a comic book fan. Like, it was made for those critics on Twitter that immediately are like, oh, it just got review bombed. Like, this was made for the crowd that's going to blame review bombing. And again, don't get me wrong, those people exist. And they, even, and they touch on that shit in the show. And they almost make the like, a, but this is not made for people who actually are objective or can objectively say, "Hey, I love the show, but it's not very good." This show is made for people who are going to go to ground to defend it tooth and nail, no matter how good it is, just so they can, you know, get those retweets on Twitter. It is made for hashtag the hashtag um, era of entertainment. You know, it's not made to be good. You know that because you have certain moments that clearly show they know what to put in a show to make it good for everyone and, and everyone to appreciate it. You know, even if they want to kind of be a little bit more on the, uh, you know, internet, you know, internet sensitive side of it, some of those jokes land, but they go so hard in the paint on this character that they eliminate what the comic book was about in order to try to seem as if, Hey man, she hawking women. We love them both. Watch our show. Like they sacrifice, they legitimately sacrifice a good character to appease Twitter, man. You know, and, and arguing it is one of those things where it's hilarious because it is everyone, everyone that loves She-Hulk is going to respond the exact same way. And it's, and it's hilariously bad, you know, in, in the two years when the shine wears off, they're going to be like, damn, that uh, that was pretty fucking bad. And, and 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 all those people on Twitter are going to disappear. But well, have to it is not made. Box? If you enjoy if you enjoy comic book stuff, this this is this is not made for you. It's made for the casual fan who watched Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> uh, Dion, by the way, we're going to start using the hashtag era of entertainment around here on this channel. I like that phrase a lot. I yep. actually wrote it down. So. Boom, there you go, Good. folks. We yeah, lampoon the hashtag era of entertainment here on World Class Bullshitter. Tell a friend. Tell yes. two friends. And then they'll tell two friends. And they'll tell two friends. And so on. And I need to make that into a button. Damn you know what's I weird did. is... 
That's an old reference from before any of us were born. I only know it from Wayne's World, and I bet most people today don't know what we're talking about. Right. Calgon? Yeah. Not an ancient Chinese secret? <laughs> I, I suppose not. Oh, now I want to watch Wayne's World, too. I'll watch it tomorrow. It's a great movie. It is. It's not as good as the original, but damn it, it, uh, you know, it's up there. Damn Sorry, right. I just saw another clip of Henry Cavill in the Superman suit. It, It's the same one. It looks pretty cool. So, we have a little it problem with what you just said. That and They'll Tell Two Friends commercial came out in 1984. So, sadly, I was alive when that happened. Wait, the Calcon ads from the 80s? What? The Cal- No, the Calcon ads from... The, but the... And they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends. And oh so yeah, sorry. On, and so oh, okay, on. I'm mixing my uh, Wayne's World references. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, no, the Calgon, <laughs> the ancient Chinese. Uh, hang on, let's see. Calgon, that's number. That's from the 70s. Ancient Chinese secret. Ah, 1970s. I was not alive for that one. Yeah. Although this one said, oh, 1982. Nope, still got me beat. That's okay. I was in utero at the time. <laughs> I just. Well, Wayne's World's the best. I'm glad you were in utero. I was going to make yeah. a really shitty Nirvana joke, but never mind. I'm sorry. I know. I'm embarrassed. Go drink some bleach. Ha! That's the first album. God damn it. We keep the Nirvana jokes going. That's what we should do. We should just make it a total like Nirvana night. Just like, no, we shouldn't. Nobody's going to fucking want to listen to that. It'll Come as you are, folks. It's like be a shot in the dark. That's Did a Kurt have the lights song. off? Well, it wasn't a reference to the song. It was a reference to the way that he... Anyway, you get what I'm saying. You mean the way that Courtney Love shot him? (laughs) Uh, Her boyfriend, but yes. Well, see, the thing is, people always say these things, but he was a genius. He was like Michelangelo. They both used their brains to paint the ceiling. I'm out. That Damn. (laughs) Damn. I will see myself home. There you go. Spicy. That's a spicy one. Hey, Kendo. Did you hear who passed away this week? Angela Lansbury? Yeah. No one was surprised. Well, that's because she was yeah, like 95. But she had some, some, she was in some good shit. She was. Yeah. Come on. Murder, She Wrote was a fun show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else was she in? Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, Beauty and the Beast, Mary Poppins Returns. I didn't see that movie. Ooh, she was the intriguing candidate. <laughs> that was a question mark. What else was she in? All sorts turns. of stuff. Mr. Popper's Penguins, Mrs. Santa Claus, and more. So, the RIP, Angela Lansbury. As of a couple days ago. Yeah. She's the star of that. Well. Her well, and Andy Griffith, they're going to go sing a song together and dance, probably. They'll whistle. Oh, yeah. Maybe Opie will get there one day. I mean, I'm not in any rush. Even though Solo's Star Wars story wasn't very good, Ron yeah. Howard's not that bad. It's, even even great director like Ron Howard can't do much when he's got fucking Renfield standing over his shoulder fucking directing him because if he doesn't, he's going to go tell the boss. Yeah, well, Kathleen Kennedy knows what she's doing. She's made all these great films like, and, and that one that came out last year. You guys yeah, the one right? with that guy. Yeah, Navy Seals. <laughs> Could you imagine if Kathleen Kennedy directed Navy Seals star- Seal starring Charlie I laughed my ass off. 
What would you rather watch right now? Gun to your head. Navy SEALs or Under Siege? Oh, Under Siege. I love Navy SEALs. Yeah, definitely Under Siege. I, I like wacky and crazy. Timely Jones just jumping around screaming and shit. We got on the High Council this week. We got off into a, like an hour-long tangent about patriotic movies and Stallone and all this shit. And we looked into it. The most patriotic movies that come out are always the number one of the year. Top Gun is the number one of its year. Independence Day is the number one of its year. Top Gun 2. Uh, we kept pulling them up. So there you go, folks. Uh, if you wanted to hear that, go back to the High Council. It was a lot of fun. We had uh, Fatal J was there. We also had Literature Devil and UCast. So I had to remember his uh, screen name, not his real name. So folks, check that show out. I'll be back on Tuesday with Echo Base Network and a couple other guests. So be on the lookout. Now, guys... Before we go into more of this show, let's check in with the audience to keep this uh, this train a rolling. You guys ready? Yeah, let's rock yeah. roll. So, Dion, since we haven't talked much this week, do me a favor and pick a number between 1 and 69, sir. Uh, give me a sloppy 69. Shit, yeah, we got to get paid. And on that note, we cue the music. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. What a fucking tracer. Oh, if only he wasn't so fucking weird. Who, Kevin Smith or Jason Lee? Jason Lee. Yeah, take your pick at this point. Um, yeah, I guess his what what do you name his kid? Pilot Inspector, and he's got and Jason Lee has all these weird views and stuff. I really like him as an actor, but He's one of those people I never want to get to know. It's like, look, dude, my name is Earl, one of the best shows ever. I like Mallrats and all this stuff, but I don't know, man. I don't want to ruin the illusion because of an actor I like like that. But uh, let's talk about somebody who we don't want to lose the illusion of because he's awesome. Space Monkey 0899 says, Dead Space Remake is getting a physical release from Limited Run Games. The two animated Dead Space films are extremely gory and perfect for Halloween. Have you guys consumed anything Dead Space related? Uh, I cannot say that I have. I have played Dead Space 2 because when Dead Space 3 was released, GameStop was giving away free copies as a pre-order bonus. So Joel bought three. He gave me a copy of two. I enjoyed it. It's like um, Event Horizon, the video game. So if you want some comparisons. And um, Space Monkey 899 I've been watching this show on Pluto TV, it's about the art of video games, and they had an interview with the um, owner of Limited Run Games, and it told you how their business is operated and how uh, after everything gets taken care of, it's like a 70-30 split in favor of the uh, gamer, uh, the game developers. So, I like them as a company. I've picked up the Jay and Silent Bob video game through them, and I've picked up um, I didn't get Star Wars. I didn't really want it. But if they ever do Goldeneye as a physical re-release, I'll buy two copies of each because it's golden come on uh cesario japan thank you very much for your super generous super chat he says so from high council hollywood horror museum proposed a drinking game on twitter where you take a shot every time freddy krueger says bitch in a friday the 13th film i think you meant to say a night around elm street film hard mode if you do the entire film library in one go so this is cesario japan i know that um our friend horror museum said it was Friday the 13th. So if we wanted to play that game, according to his super chat, what we would do is we would watch every Friday the 13th film in order. We would wait till Freddy versus Jason and probably take about five shots. So that wouldn't really work for us, but all joking aside, if we do a nightmare on Elm street, okay, guys, let's say we play this game for Halloween. And I think we should, 
what Nightmare on Elm Street film should we watch? Or should I just Google search the one with the most bitches? Let's just do three. That's a great film. That's why we should do three. Now, Don Dawkin agrees. So, folks, uh, be on the lookout for more Schlocktoberfest content in the coming days from World Class Bullshitters. And Cesario Japan, I will hold you personally accountable, even though it's Hollywood Horror Museum's idea when we play this game, any of the ramifications. Because you've been here for years and, well... It's your fault, too. <laughs> but thank you, Cesario Japan. SH Rebels 08, thank you very much. I'll take a slap nuts and a Joe Rogan high as fuck. Well, on World Class Bullshitters, all you have to do is ask and ye shall receive. All I got to do is figure out which where it is. Imagine if you gave a white supremacist five MEO DMT, and then as the first one, as they're exhaling. Yeah. And you also requested this button, which Kendo loves. Did you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit. Jamie, pull that video up. Oh, my God. It's Mr. Flatnut to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy uh, Siobhan's call on that one. I do, too. Oh, my God. Dude, Tony Schiavone is the... I'm glad he got uh, rehired for AEW. Uh, AEW yeah. may not be delivering on every level, but it got Tony Schiavone back in the spotlight. True story. I feel like he gets unjustly shit upon. You know what's nice is the podcast he does with Conrad really served as a nice uh, journey to his comeback. Because you could hear him at his lowest and now where he is oh, yeah. now. And he seems like a decent dude, so I'm kind of glad he's got shit going for him. Yeah, and that was one of the few Concasts I can still listen to. I still adamantly listen to the Polius, Folius pod show because Mick Foley. Oh, Jeff, just, did you know that, you know, this is a good time to stop in front of a train? Don't race the train. Click it or ticket. Yeah. This episode of World Class Bullshitters is brought to you by the State Council for Train Safety Omaha and Stakes. Yeah. It's like there'll be, that's the one thing I hate about that makes it unlistable. Yes, there's shitloads of ads, but they'll be in the middle of conversation. Like in the literally in the middle of talking about some kind of point, all of a sudden, poof, there it cuts to an ad. And it's like, God damn it. Can't you just finish the thought and then go to the ad? No, because they they got to keep you hooked. They got to keep you hooked. I blame their producers. God damn it, Dave Silva. Yeah, fucker. Get back to our email, by the way. Um, just putting that out there. So screw by stake. The way to listen to last week's episode, as well as anything that gets taken down from YouTube, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Podbean. Just Google us, get the podcast that way. That goes up after this goes live. So if you miss out, uh, we don't take stuff down to be funny or cool. Like I said, uh, YouTube just said, hey, guys, you used a clip. We're taking your show away. So, sorry. But that is the uh, way to watch it. So up next, we have one from our friend, Enrique, he says, Hail WCBS. Nick now loves California, that he's going to move here with avocado toast and hates the sand people. What's <laughs> the sand I, people? I, yeah. I, I, I heard that since Nick has been spending so much time in California that he butt chugs some avocado toast. I can't confirm nor deny said rumor, though. I won't deny it. That's, that's, a, hell, that's a hell of a reference, butt chugging. Well, you know, Nick loves that avocado toast. <laughs> he's got to get it in both endings. Yeah. What's Damn. the fastest way to get it to absorb to a system? Butt chugging. Hey, look, we don't kink shame here on world class bullshitters, especially one of our all. own. 
So especially when you're in a butt jug and avocado toast. If look, so was Randy Marsh. Yeah, that's true. Does butt chucking also equal the negative um, repercussions where you shit out of your mouth? Um, Ask Nick when he gets back. Yeah. Okay. I'll ask him tomorrow. Folks, join us uh, for some shorts and some other YouTube stuff live from Not Scary Farm. Nick will be... Nick will be annihilated. Make sure to send in your chats about Nick's, you know, new hobby, including butt chugging avocado toast. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. This is what happens when you're not here, buddy. Yep. <laughs> Darian two and seven says it dies tonight. We looking forward to the ho- how are we looking forward to Halloween ends. Oh boy. Or not. Nope. We will. <laughs> we'll have a review. We'll have a, a drunk party and everything, but. Uh, yeah, we're not looking forward to it. I've been hearing reviews for it. Some people are calling it the worst of the trilogy. I don't it's know how you can be worse though. than Halloween Kills. That movie fucking blew. Yeah. Well, we'll find out tomorrow, folks, because we're watching it live on the channel. Well, hold on. No, Kendo. We had to make the... Didn't you hear what I said? No. Nick and I will be at Knott's Berry Farm. Okay, so you're going to the Knoxville Farm to watch the movie, right? <laughs> I, no, thankfully they're not going to be showing uh, Halloween film at Knott's Berry Farm. Well, this just ruins my entire Friday night. You mean you've been spared watching Michael Myers fight Laurie Strode for the ninth time? Yeah, but I got to hang out with you guys, so like I was kind of looking forward to it. You know what we'll do is we'll just call, we'll, we'll video call you, okay? You'll be on the video call for uh, just not the same. More. How is it not the same? You'd be on a phone call technically. I hate talking on the phone. Then answer the call on your computer. Yeah, it's still the same thing. See, because there's one thing I hate doing. It's talking on the phone. The second thing I hate doing is video calling on the phone because then the people can see that I'm not paying attention to them. Well, that's why our camera, my camera is always off here on the show because nobody really needs to see me just, you know, sleeping the whole time. I'm joking. I don't sleep the whole time. Fuck, I love this show. I do too. Uh, Freddie Delgado, we did a Halloween meetup at Universal Horror Nights already. Uh, that was two weeks ago, beginning of September. So if you're on the look, be on the lookout for that, folks. Uh, we have some content. We have some shorts in the channel. Darian217, thank you very much. Xavier God asks, do you guys prefer Batman in suit or armor? I'll go I mean, with I love the suit, but I like the armor because that means that some shit's about to go down, you know, but... Um... I mean, I, I love the bat, the bat, the bat, the uh, armored bat suit. Excuse me. It makes sense for Batman to wear a suit of armor to go out and fight criminals, but I think it looks better on the page when he just wears the gray suit. Can I do any preference? Boop, 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 right. beep, beep. So. A few more before we get back to you guys in the uh, before we get back to our topics. TLJ Screwjob asks real question: Was Cavill scene leaked or leaked? Well, TLJ Screwjob, IGN has an article talking about how The Rock has been leaking all the Black Adam stuff, and I wouldn't put it above them or past them, excuse me, to leak all of these scenes because, again, I know I'm not trying to self-aggrandize, but when somebody like me who really really likes The Rock is going, I'm going to pass on this movie, even though I like superheroes and draw comic books and all this stuff. By the way, folks, 
I forgot to say this at the beginning of the show, we are in the final nine days of the Tits and Art campaign. So be on the lookout. We keep passing our goals. We're now 621% of the way to our goal, but the book closes out and then it'll go away forever. So it was, and our next 19 backers will be unlocking the next sexy sticker. And then after that, well, the sky's the limit. And just so everyone knows, I'll be taking that to print even before the campaign ends so I can get that to you on time. But that means I wanted to make sure that the Terminator cover could be unlocked. So if you have backed hits and art and you wanted to get the Terminator cover, well, it is available now. That way I can get everything printed, shipped out, and to you this holiday season. I have more of the, more of the art to be sharing in the coming days. A lot of the book I haven't shared. If you think it's just uh, pinups of beautiful women, well, there's a little more than that. Remember, tits and art is tits and art. So I have um, some really cool surprises, surprising pieces coming. I've been working with painters. I've been working with people around the world. I've been developing new styles myself and I have some fun callbacks as well. But the theme, beautiful, beautiful women. So if you like beautiful women, you like comics, you like games, you like horror, you like sci-fi, fantasy, and art, then Tits and Art is for you. It's a big book. It's only 20 bucks because I'm aware of how tough things are right now. So go grab yourselves a copy and enjoy the sexiest book of the holiday season. Thank you to Dr. Coffinales, who's dropped the link in the chat. So up next, we have one from our friend Ninja Lawyer Steve who says, Hey, Dion, it's a beautiful day. You want to go fishing with me? And by that, I mean Albert Fishing. <laughs> Ooh, that's a deep cut reference. Yeah, it makes me hungry, though. <laughs> um, feel like frying some Albert Fish? That is the gr- that might be the grossest serial killer documentary I ever watched because it had Not his. Pleasant. No, 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 no. For those watching Dahmer, Albert Fish's documentary is a lot more difficult to get through. I believe it has yeah. his diary in that documentary that talks about what things taste like, and they talk about oh, it. So, boy. yeah, it's disgusting. That motherfucker was crazy. Yeah. So, um, TLT Screwjob, or sorry, Ninja Lawyer Steve, thank you very much. Xavier to God, you know what? We are going to wait. We are going to go right there. We'll use that as a jumping off point for the next one because he has a fuck, Mary kill. And, uh, of course, we're going to read that and have fun. But we have some other topics to cover tonight, including this, uh, something that we covered a few weeks back that turned out to be true. Looks like Harrison Ford's going to be in a Marvel movie, Dion. Are you excited Great. to see Harrison Ford in a Marvel movie? Him struggling to get around, absolutely. Gonna be, gonna be so fun. <laughs> so it's gonna be amazing because folks who don't know, they the rumor is Harrison Ford's gonna play General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, who's been formerly played by William Hurt, who passed away a few years ago. Harrison Ford's my favorite actor. If you like Harrison Ford like I do, you probably make a comic book where you kidnap him with your best friends and you make him remake Star Wars in the basement. So yeah, we love Harrison that. Ford around these parts. Yeah, just like the Avengers, man. But I don't I don't know how he'll fit in. Like, if he's just going to be a background character, no problem. But eventually, Thunderbolt Ross becomes the Red Hulk, and they're making a film called The Thunderbolts. So it looks like Harrison Ford is going to be a big part of this show. Or wait, is The Thunderbolts a movie? Excuse me. A big part of this. Is this a power move or a desperation move? Uh, I mean, it's a power move. I think, you know, again, you know, this is Marvel's right where Marvel wants to be, where they can just put out, you know, just a high quantity of stuff and not exactly a high quality of stuff. And and you want to be able to get recognizable names and those things to get people to watch them. So I think right now, you know, they're able to do it and they can afford to do it. So they're going to just 
you know, they're just going to keep doing shit like this, you know, no matter how, you know, I guess for lack of a better phrase, how mediocre at best a lot of the shit's going to be. And, you know, hey, they want to they want to they want to get eyes to Disney Plus. Now, they're just they're just they're just trying to get asses in seats now, not very much using the asses that they have on the show. And they're going to waste them and it's going to be pretty fucking generic and boom, it'll be Thunderbolts, more Marvel stuff. Woo. I'm so excited. Paramilitary bullshit with superheroes I kind of care about. We'll see, dude. We'll see. I mean, like I said, they have an opportunity to do something cool and interesting and fun, and they're just going to make it, you know, as as generic as possible. As generic as possible. And hey, Harrison Ford's in it. You guys will watch, right? I won't. Oh, well, no. Maybe eventually. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. I mean, I already got Disney Plus, so yeah, I'll fucking watch it, you know, but it's going to be like, you know, I, you know, that's, that's, that's the fucking target audience, I guess. You know what I mean? You know, people who just have kids and put them in front of shit. So, you know, everybody else that did, if you know, people that have to decide if, hey, if I want to spend money on this streaming service, you know, they're hoping that you'll be like, oh shit, Harrison Ford is in Thunderbolts. Let me pay for Disney Plus to watch that shit. No, um. People probably, well, we'll see what's up. it's weird though too because he's such he's he's the biggest living actor. He has such crossover for multiple generations, but I don't think those that much younger than us really like Harrison Ford the way we do. And so, for as much as Marvel wants to really curate its audience, they want people that are very supportive of She Hulk and these other shows. I don't think those type of people that they want to like She Hulk and shit like that are Harrison Ford fans to the point where they're going to come out to see this movie. So it's, again, it's just another situation of, well, maybe you should pay attention to your branding and your audience instead of, you know, the internet. Well, even then it's, it's, it's more calculated than that. They, they, they want, you know, She-Hulk is made for the fucking, you know, the young Twitter user. So, you know, you going after Harrison Ford, even in that sense, you know, do they fucking watch stuff because it's Harrison Ford? You know, it's 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 you know trying to be the owner and purveyor of all these different types of shows with different people who are popular who used to be popular in them just seems to be the game plan. And and you know the people who are halfway into She-Hulk for nine episodes aren't going to stick around because they're not you know they don't watch they didn't watch fucking. Air Force One, you know what I'm saying? Like they might be Indiana Jones fans, maybe it hasn't been good in over a decade. So it's it's just they're just throwing things at the fucking wall to see what sticks. And it's like, uh, we'll make a show for Twitter, and oh, Harrison Ford's still around and kind of doing movies again. Let's just put him in fucking something, you know. So it's just this calculated. Let's just get as much people as we can based on trends and names instead of actually making the shit good. How does he get injured making this movie? Or sitting phrase, down. What does he do? Okay, so he his sits tailbone. down. But what, he breaks his tailbone? Okay. Yep. Well, Kendo, what's your guess on how Harrison Ford injures himself? Uh, I think he tries to do his own little slight action scene, which just involves him like jumping from like one spot to the next and breaks a foot. Oh, or, damn. you know, twists an ankle. He's old and bones get brittle and shit. We have footage of Harrison Ford on the set of the new Marvel movie right here. That's pretty good. That's perfect. Possible. 
What about that other footage of him when he was flying his plane? I mean, that. Oh, we have that. Yeah, I got that. Look, we try not to talk about that one because that's more of an embarrassment. But folks, live from World Class Bullshitters, we have Harrison Ford's brilliant landing of his own whatever. I feel bad laughing at that every fucking time. It is funny though. <laughs> Why he uh, he ejects? He he avoided the canopy. He's safe. That's true, but yeah, that's an expensive fucking... airplane. He doesn't own that <laughs> plane. The taxpayers do. His body's been down. writing checks. His, or his ego's been writing checks. His body can't cash. And shit. Fair. Fair. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Harrison Ford. You know, he's the channel's, uh, well, he's not our patron saint. He's really not anything to the channel. He's our favorite kidnapping victim. Good luck that's on right. the next set, man. You know what's funny is they keep announcing his next movie, Kendo. All that means is you know where to pick him up next time. Correct. True story. He's easier to find this way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't too hard the first time, but he put up a hell of a fight. And all that wrench kind of put him down. Well, that wrench put Nick down too. <laughs> um, so... We won't make this a whole long thing, but Blade has been put on hold indefinitely. And these other Marvel movies are getting pushed back. It used to be two Avengers movies in 2025. Now we got one coming out in 2026 instead. Do you think they know more? Okay, put it like this. Obviously, they know more than the audience. But do you think there's more problems behind the scenes than even we know? And that this shuffling is beyond just, you know, shuffling? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd say definite yes to the first part. And uh, uh, it's a it's a solid you know where there's smoke there's fire possibility for the second part. I mean, there's a hundred percent more shit going on behind the scenes. If anything, it's proof that motherfucking shit like the Eternals ain't working. You know what I mean? Because that's where the, the that's what the end scene was was fucking Blade and the Black Knight. So you know, hastily throwing this shit together. Um, is, is going to have its drawbacks and these are this is one of those those drawbacks now as far as far as far as um you know as as far as more that's going on again i can only imagine what that is it could be a nothing burger could just be like hey we, we've made some mistakes we gotta get our fucking boat and our and our and our shit in under under wraps here but i think it's just as possible that hey you know marvel is just as much of a pain in the ass to work for for some of these products as people have been saying the last few years, you know, I can see the studio getting involved a lot on certain products, especially the products that are made to try and entice the Twitter audience. And I can only imagine being a director in that environment and not want to have any more of that shit, any more to do with that shit. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I it, it's a 50, 50, but damn it. It's definitely a 50, 50 knowing Marvel, especially the last few fucking years. Last few years have not been that fun, man. But there was a time when it was, and you know we we want that to come back. But we're gonna be realistic. If they keep disappointing you time after time beyond the Cindy Lauper song, well, eventually you're just gonna stop. So that's why uh, you hear us the way you do, folks. Go back and listen to WCBS episode what 150 to hear a more optimistic Marvel review. Go back and listen to our review of Endgame. Or no, sorry, Infinity War, if you want to hear some positive Marvel, where all four of us were very excited and entertained. There is a time where Marvel did it right for us. Just, it's been a while. But yep. the re real reason I wanted to bring this up isn't because I'm worried about pushbacks. Like, I just, this is the universe's way of saying, don't make Blade. 
don't do it. Don't make it PG-13. Don't use this actor. Don't make it whatever you're trying to do. Blade is a really important movie. And I know it sounds crazy to say it like this, but culturally, Blade's an important movie. Cinematically, Blade's an important movie. Just leave it alone. Don't remake it. Don't touch it. Hell, don't even have Wesley. Look, if you're going to make it, you got to have Wesley Snipes. But that isn't in the cards, so just don't touch it. I think th I think Blade would have been the most disappointing return in terms of like what the fans expected versus what we got. Because Blade, what would you rather have? Okay, let me rephrase it like this. Where does Blade live for you? As a comic book character that you wanted to be closer to the source material or a hyper-action character like the Wesley Snipes version? Like, where do you think Blade lives for most people? I mean, honestly, you know, I think Blade is, is, is you know, a top 10, top 5 all-time comic book character in terms of the film and its culture relevancy. You know, Blade is up, is, is, it's above it's so important and so relevant it's above the generic Wesley Snipes action era like yeah he is Wesley Snipes and that dude is an action legend but blade has has that but it's it's more than that it's bigger than just Wesley Snipes i mean it blade was what people made black panther out to be you know it yep. that that was that in real time that was a real thing when wesley snipes was out putting work and actually doing you know, what Twitter pretends just happened when Black Panther came out. Um, Wesley Snipes was already doing that shit. And it was super successful and super popular, even as an R-rated movie. And, you know, it's, 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 it is, it's not just a movie like a Die Hard or a Rambo, but it is the Die Hard or Rambo of comic book movies. Like, it was kick-ass. The character is cool. Wesley Snipes is cool. The supporting cast was cool. I mean, not so much in, in Blade Trinity or the TV show, but those first two Blades, man, that shit is, you know, at least for me, it's definitely top five. And anyone that loves comic book movies, especially before they were what they are today, have has it in their top ten. I mean, Blade is fucking the shit. And it going to Disney fucking plus is just not a good idea. You can't have a guy that uses a sword and he's not using a sword on Disney plus, you know, it's just, you know, it's hopefully it's, it's hopefully the same thing with daredevil, but you know, it's just more than that. It It, it is, it was what was fucking cool when it came out. It's, there's a reason Blade stands the test of time and helped the Marvel studio exist. And so maybe look like this. It's like with um, New Line. They were always called the house that Freddie built and they always treated the character the right way. And when it was time to stop making those movies, they stopped making those movies for a while. They took the hiatus, this, that, and the other. I just hope Marvel knows that Blade's important and that you're going to get a lot of people pissed off if you ruin it. And remember folks, Wakanda's fake. There's no actual black empowerment from the Black Panther. None of that shit that Disney likes to act really changes society isn't real. This fictional world of people dancing and underwater shit and all that crap you see in Wakanda forever, they like to act like that is so culturally relevant and significant. Blade is, like Dion said, Blade did that in the real world. So I like fantasy. I like my fake realities. But I also like reality, and I also like to remember that Blade is that importance. I just hope that Disney and Marvel and company can remember that because there will come a time when 
somebody makes a video on how important Blade was and everyone will take notice and stop acting like the old versions suck. It only take it only took until fucking Spider-Man No Way Home that these idiots on the internet stopped shitting on the Raimi movies. They're like, oh, they're great Seriously. now. And it, it's so frustrating after you have years of people shitting on every frame of the movie, every actor, every direction choice, every this, every that. These movies don't need to go through the ringer. Some of them are, the classics are classics for a reason. And the first two Spider-Mans, the first two Blades, the first two Superman films, all classics. Just because Henry Cavill plays Superman doesn't give you or anyone the right to shit on Christopher Reeve. Just like, just because Andrew Garfield or so-and-so plays Spider-Man doesn't make the previous version shittier. Like, I'll never forget, everyone shit on Michael Keaton when Christian Bale was playing Batman. Go onto the old IMDb message boards. Oh, those movies suck. He's the worst. This, that, and the other. Now what? You got a fucking billion dollar movie, possibly because Michael Keaton can come back. You buy up the toys, you eat up the merchandise. Blade deserves that credit. So that's just my my, my spiel, man. That's my spiel. So oh, yeah. um, John Thomas sends in a very temporal super chat. He says, could Disney plus Blade have been even worse than the first Blade TV show? That That's tough because the first one was what? Spike? I yeah, it, that, that the only reason I'm I'm hesitating is because it's so bad. But I I really, you know, I'm not excited for Disney Plus's version at all either. I mean, like I said, you know, we got a taste of what is possible with Daredevil and She Hulk, and he was by far the only cool thing about She Hulk. Um, but again, you know, going from, um. Going from the Daredevil that had Kingpin decapitate a dude with a car door to what we're going to get at Disney Plus is going to be a huge jump, and everybody fucking knows it. I I mm-hmm. can't imagine that it's going to be somehow different with Blade. You know, a vampire a vampire hunter that uses stakes and swords on Disney Plus. I mean, you know, taking away the sight of blood can only go so far, and I just don't see that character being able to survive on Disney plus. I mean, you know, the Disney plus pats himself on the back where they have the Hulk say asshole on, on she Hulk like that. I can only imagine, you know, you know, you get one hand cut off and it's going to be played up as this significant thing. And it's like, yo, this motherfucker's burning vampires with UV lights. I, it, yeah, it's very possible it could be worse than the, than the original TV show Blade, and I, I, but that original TV show Blade was so bad. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I can't Holy see it shit. surviving in the PG PG thirteen at heart at the worst world of Disney Plus. Yeah, it's Disney just... Plus. Disney Plus is where superheroes go to die, folks. It's not where they go to live on forever. Once, if you're destined for Disney Plus, then you're destined for mediocrity these days. Long gone are the glory days of your three billion dollar pictures, where everyone and their aunt is lined up to go see Iron Man. Replaced our stupid characters. And Dion, guys like you and I aren't surprised because we read these books. We know that the Avengers has a rotating lineup of characters. The roster is ever changing. But there's a reason why certain runs are considered legendary and iconic, and other runs are forgotten. And Marvel is just in the business of making forgotten comic book runs. They don't want to get great teams together. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a great comic book team. Fine. Like a, a, who's done the best? Like a Stan Lee and a Jack Kirby. They're not getting those, that caliber of talent, even though Jack Kirby did most of the heavy lifting. No, they're going to give us, 
Who's the worst Avengers run? Folks in the chat, modern Avengers writers, who are the worst? I don't know enough of their names. But I'm disappointed, man. Um, yeah. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's it's not looking great. It's, it, the future's not looking great because, again, they, they want to do quantity over quality. And that's just so apparent, man. It's just so fucking apparent where, you know, it, it, they don't want to have conversations 10, 15 years from now, like the 15th anniversary of so-and-so because it was great and everyone loved it. They want to say, hey, man, this is the 15th anniversary of, of She-Hulk and it was popular on Twitter. Like, no one's going to talk about it, you know, but hey, that's it's it's going to take another irrefutable loss for them to realize, OK, maybe this isn't what what we should be focusing on. And who the fuck knows, man, but it sure as hell ain't going to happen anytime soon. No, it's not. It's not. I guys like us are slowly petering out in terms of interest in superheroes. And I guess once we go. It's just going to be the younger generation left, and once they go, there's nobody to watch. And, we, and you and I have sat through some bullshit. You and I have tried to make excuses and tried to watch movies like Electra. We've tried to sit through yeah. Ghost Rider together. We've tried to do these things. Fuck, I saw some of those movies in theaters. But I think we're actually at a point where there, some of these are shittier than those really bad ones from the early 2000s. Yeah, man. I mean, at least in the in the early 2000s, they the point was to make money. You know, and in and from that perspective, they forgot to make it good because they were like, hey, we'll just make this thing and people will show up and pay for it as opposed to, OK, are these characters cool? You know, should they be PG-13? Should they be rated R? Should, you know, you know, making a movie about Elektra and it's fucking boring just because you thought the nerds were going to show up because it's Ben Affleck's wife was the mistake now we're on the other side of the coin where it's like okay we want twitter to talk about this we want to be seen um and and more of a of a the politics of our culture light instead of making a good movie you know so instead of but but they still have that mind frame of this is what's going to make money you know so it's 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 just weird to see the that the pendulum and again i was the dude that was real positive about this shit you know, but She-Hulk is all but confirmed it, man. It's just, you know, we will we will lean hard on whatever the flavor of the month is, and people will show up and give us money for it. And it's just, it just ain't fucking working, man. You know, and you know, especially when, like you say, they're going after this crowd that doesn't watch it anyway. So when we're done, and then when our kids are the only ones that watch it, but it's so generic, it stops being cool. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be time to move on to the next thing, and Marvel isn't gonna be in a position if that happens to to move on to the next thing because the quality is just so fucking bad. You know, every, every you know everyone thinks they can skirt the fucking system. The CW thought they can skirt the fucking system, and they made generic, dumb bullshit. And you know, now they're bankrupt. You know, going after, especially when they were you know t- you know in in the in the 2010s going so hard after what was popular fucking cost them in the long run and those motherfuckers ain't made a dime yet you know so it's you know it's it sucks seeing marvel go down the same fucking plan point you know the fact that you made she-hulk only as a commentary about the fans for twitter you know it's just a fucking mistake because those people that are retweeting she-hulk aren't going to watch season two no uh, do do doing what the cool kids on Twitter want you to do is not a good business model. It's not. No. Yeah. 
Now, let's sucks. transition since we're talking about, you know, you said kids on Twitter. Let's talk about our childhoods. Now, last week, folks, we talked about the R-rated Scooby-Doo, the Velma show. We weren't offended. We're not one of those people that are going to clutch our pearls, especially when we sell books like Tits and Art and the show's called World Class Bullshitters. Of course, there's going to be a certain edge to it. But last week, we talked about how weird it is to infuse certain views and certain things into um the Scooby-Doo gang. You really don't care who they bang or what they do. It's a it's a kid's cartoon underneath it all. The only joke I ever really enjoyed was, are they getting high behind the scenes? You know, Scooby, Dooby, Doo, and all that stuff. I was on board with that joke. I didn't really care. You know, Velma being a lesbian, it's been a, a rumor for years. It's not a problem. But I've noticed something. There has been an R-rated version of our childhood because for our generation, we never really had to grow up. Every time we grow up, we get a more mature version of something that grows up with us to the point where our taste freeze, which is where you stop consuming new things, happened such a long time ago because we keep getting new versions of these old things. For example, there's talks of more Power Rangers, a continuation of the show that we watched with an older cast. That's a thing. Uh, they're remaking Naked Gun with Liam Neeson instead of Leslie ne um Wait, is Liam Neeson and Leslie Nielsen? Shit. There's two Leslie Nielsen, yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Le Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Nielsen and Liam Neeson. They're both going to be in, yeah, naked gun movies. We don't I can really live with that, though. To... What? I said, I can live with that. Like, the naked gun movies, you can't really remake them. That's, they are a time capsule of that the time period they were made in. However, with Liam Neeson on board, I'm suddenly okay with it. Hmm. Well, the thing is... You may, well, some people felt that way about Fletch, uh, Confess Fletch with John Hamm. And I still got to watch that one because I really do like Fletch. But my point is, though, we never really evolve. Everything is just the same stuff. It's like the same Batman, you get the same Superman, you get this, you get that. But every once in a while, they do something interesting. Have you guys heard that there's an R-rated Grinch movie coming out? I did not hear about that. News to me. Yeah, it's uh, not American. So... The Grinch is a beloved character in children's fiction, uh, thought up none other than Dr. Seuss, but this time he's an R-rated and ready for carnage. The mean one is a new take on an old tale, similar to Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Rather than stealing Christmas away, only to change his mind and realize the true meaning, the Grinch is out for blood. The film's official synopsis is, The Mean One is a hairy green-screened grump in a Santa suit living on a mountain high above the town of Newville, despite the holiday season. Young Cindy You-Know-Who, whose parents were butchered by the mean one 20 Christmases earlier, is returning to town to seek closure, but is about to discover that his that this fiend with a heart of two sizes with a fiend this fiend with a heart that is two sizes too small is still quite eager to carve the roast beast. So I kind of am on board with an R-rated Grinch that's a horror movie. Well, how do you guys feel? I mean, yeah, I I definitely fucking check it out it's 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 you know it's 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 a it i, I i'm down to see someone's slashy fucking idea of the grinch 100 so some people will get offended by this some people will get upset i think this is the best way to do this kind of stuff where you're gonna yeah. take a classic trope or a classic thing and modernize it or make it more adult like this works for me. The Scooby-Doo stuff doesn't work for me. So I wanted to ask you guys from our uh, our childhoods, and anyone in the chat can play along too, what do you think uh, works as an R-rated version of stuff from when we were a kid? 
I think I think something like Power Rangers, R-rated Power Rangers, would work one hundred percent. Now, yeah. how would you make it R-rated with terms of violence or the personal relationships between the, um, you know, I'd, violence? I mean, with with it being a karate show, I'd, I'd focus on the violence. So you'd have, you know, have some instead of them all being putties and and you know intergalactic beasts that just sparks fly out. I'd have, you know. Some blood and motherfuckers getting stabbed, and you know when they shoot lasers at each other, it's hitting it's hitting flesh, and you know show a little collateral damage when Angel Grove is getting the shit kicked out of it again, you know. So you know, and then obviously, obviously, some curse words like having ha- having a, a, a a Green Ranger and a Red Ranger fight. One of them goes "fuck you." That'd be cool as hell, man. You know, I'd, I'd want to see some some motherfucking hands getting chopped off. Yeah, I want to see Billy get decapitated. Ooh. No, leave, don't be messing with Billy. Why you got to say that about? It's Billy? a hate crime. You can't do that. Is that real? To be, a, he's a Power Ranger, man. Yeah, but like the character. Never mind. I get. I'm fucking with you, man. The actor is gay, not the character. Yeah, Billy well, had I a mean, girlfriend, Marge. Yeah, large Marge. Did she send him? She did. Send him to the afterlife. Yeah, along with that, she, she's the one that depacketated him. There is an R-rated Pee Wee's Playhouse, which predates Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's called the Pee Wee Herman Show, and it's usually better. It's easier to like, I think, it's easier to take uh, an R-rated property, like tone it down for the uh, for kids, like the Rambo cartoon or the um, the RoboCop cartoon, the stuff like that from the late '80s. I'm glad they never tried to make a Die Hard cartoon. That would be terrible. It would make no sense. But so another property so, that would actually work. So if you want to turn something that from the childhood that's an R-rated, just take the Ninja Turtles, but do what they originally were in the comic books, because that was essentially a extremely yeah. bloody, violent comic book. So just do that, and then you've got an R-rated, you know, comic book. Just keep fucking Michael Bay away from it. Well, now you got Seth Rogen. Dude, don't remind me. No, I won't anymore. I'm not going to watch that show. Now, Superfan Adam Shawhand suggests an R-rated G.I. Joe. That would work. That sounds awesome, yeah. actually. Instead of, instead of shooting pew-pew lasers, they're actually fucking gunning people down and fucking killing them and stuff, dude. That's what I did with my G.I. Joes. I made little G.I. Joe body bags and shit. Listen, an R-rated G.I. Joe would have made them more money than the ones they made with Channing Tatum and The Rock. I'll tell you that shit right now. That's a fucking true story. Wait, Joseph Gordon-Levitt wasn't a draw for you? Not in that role. Yeah, I, you can call me four. Commander. I actually would love to uh, watch R-rated G.I. Joe, but you got what I would want out of it, though, is not to make it more like the movie, but just an R-rated version. Have a little bit of the absurdity of the cart. No, no, hold on. Like, keep those characters... And, like, you know, let their motives be whatever, true to the show. But I just want to see, like, the most over-the-top, like, Cobra invasions. Where it's just, like, like in fucking Hot Shots Part Duh, where they have the Rambo body count when they're doing the parody. I want to see G.I. Joe take down Cobra with that kind of body count. Lasers, explosions, Scarlet. Dude, have What's-Her-Face, the Baroness, be like, I don't know. She loses her glasses and then her shirt or something. Who knows? It's R-rated. We're going all out. <laughs> in that order. Yeah, she'll be like, Velma. Oh no, my glasses! Oh no, my shirt! Oh no! There goes the Cobra. I'm down with that. 
But, ooh, an R-rated Masters of the Universe, uh, says Frankie. What do you guys think about R-rated He-Man? I mean, it R-rated can't be any worse than what Kevin Smith would look too much like a porno. And that's a problem for you? I mean, not a problem, but I'm like, I can just watch the He-Man porno now and actually see a fucking money shot. Wouldn't be the first time. Would you say, hey, uh, hey, what's going on? (laughs) He has the power in his dick. Yeah. I mean, that look, an R-rated Masters of the Universe is just Conan the Barbarian, so. How about, you know it would be weird but awesome? Probably an R-rated X-Men movie. That would really work well. Oh, yeah. Actually, see, see, see some some blood, younger Wolverine instead of just having Logan as as our R rated X Men movie. That'd be fun as fuck. See like yeah. a bloody ass fight between Sabretooth and Wolverine. Ooh, doggy. You can finally find out the mystery, of the universe of what would happen if somebody banged Rogue. Ooh, that should be. Uh, Won't she? They should have the Gambit Rogue love scene in that movie where. Uh... Gambit's on life support because he wouldn't pull out in time. Oh, mon cherie. Come get these Cajun berries. Oh, she drained those Cajun berries, bro. She's like, you want some (laughs) red beans and rice? Way too fast. Way too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kendra, are you thinking about our trip to New Orleans now? (laughs) Yeah, dude. I I just want some Cajun food really fucking bad. I'm a Jones and. I almost bought some Zatarans the other day just because of how hungry I was and desperate for some red beans and rice. I can't believe Zatarans is how deep you'll go. I mean, I would like to get some actual homemade shit or something at like a really nice restaurant. But out here, Cajun food isn't exactly a thing. So Zatarans will pretty much be where I'd have to go with it. I don't judge. I would eat Zatarans too. (laughs) So... I'm looking through some more stuff just to close out this talk about our R-rated childhood. We really did kind of have, well, how do we rephrase it? I guess us and you know slightly older, we just kind of had access to the kids' stuff as well as the R-rated stuff, and it really wasn't a big deal. But I guess everything really like tightened up and you know buttoned up is what I should say in the '90s to the point where or the late '90s and early 2000s to the point where everything's so sanitized and effectively ruined so i'm trying to think if there's any shows from our childhood that would make a mockery of being r-rated but also really fucking funny like the captain planet spoof with don Cheadle. yeah yeah oh here's what i'd actually like to see an r-rated ed ed netty movie about three kids that just shit talk each other constantly and then you know the assholes in the neighborhood i think that so one would actually park Live yeah. <laughs> action and not South Park. Oh, okay. I dig it. I absolutely would dig that. And then, you know, you have subtle hints that they're in pur- purgatory. Yeah, they honestly the movies just end with them all being dead. Like, oh, it's all it's all the fever. No, it's the fucking coma dream of one of the Eds after he got beat up on the playground. How's that <laughs> for a dark twist? Yeah. It was it's all a, a, dream. a darker version of the Step Brothers. Yeah. As he lies there dying. That's not Dale Doback. No, we, um, while we're on this topic too, did you hear we're about to lose another institution of our childhoods? 
the Cartoon Network is going away, guys. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I, I, I did. I did see that. That's that's depressing as fuck. And it's sad because of how it dies. So, folks, we won't bury the lead anymore. The Cartoon Network is going away because everything is merging. It's all of this Warner Brothers merger that's affecting entertainment. And so it's going to be sad to see Cartoon Network go. I grew up with it. Dion, you grew up with it, right? Even though neither of us had cable, really. We all still right. like Cartoon Network shows. Oh, yeah. Watching at friends' houses and shit. Absolutely. It really was... Folks in the chat, what was better in the 90s and early 2000s? Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network? There's a lot of great shows on both sides of the fucking fence. So tell us what you think. I'm curious to know who picks what. But I'm just sad to see it go because it's not like it gets, it's getting, it's going away because it's not popular or loved. It's just these corporate mergers. It's kind of like how the WCW went down. They like to revise history that the ratings were in the toilet or that wrestling was so hated that it went away. But in reality, it was the AOL Time Warner merger that wanted to find an excuse to write off losses, so they blamed wrestling, and then it went away. And mm -hmm. Cartoon Network is going to be the victim of a merger, not because people don't watch cartoons or kids hate cartoons or animation is woke or some dumb shit like that. Like, I'm sure people are going to write articles, Steven Universe is the reason why Cartoon Network is dying. I don't watch that fucking show. That's not for me. But... The reason Cartoon Network is dying is because of layoffs, restructuring, and the Warner Brothers television group. And I just think it's sad that that's how it goes. We had so much great television from Cartoon Network in the 90s and early 2000s. And to see it just get wiped away, that's dumb. That's yeah, pretty dude, awful. It's, it's, it's very depressing to see. I mean, you know, and it's, you know, but hey, it's a sign of the sign of the fucking times man i mean we all knew that yeah. there were going to be huge changes especially in the era of streaming and you know it's 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 you know cable tv is just a, 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 a going the way of the dinosaurs you know it's 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 pretty much archaic now man you know so yeah i'm, I'm not surprised that it's that it's happening but it is it's depressing as hell man you know i mean we were still watching cartoon network up until we were adults, you know? So, yep. but just mm -hmm. the fact that cable TV sucks so much, you know, that was the nail in the coffin, you know, you're, you know, having, having such a prestigious network primarily on network television is just, you know, it's, you know, Hey, I mean, fuck man, it sucks, but you know, welcome to the future. Do you think long-term streaming is one of the worst things to happen to entertainment? No, I, if, if we're making a list of the worst thing, streaming isn't isn't one of the worst thing. It definitely has, uh, it it stopped being a benefit for sure. I mean, it, it, the the things that come along with its pains in the ass right now are outweighing the benefit of streaming. Especially but that being said, no, it's not, it's not one of the, it's not it's not one of the worst things ever. It's just you know it's 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 made it so much easier to get entertainment. It just sucks that a lot of the entertainment isn't that great you know but uh yeah it's i mean it's just the it's the way of the future it's so much more convenient that i can pull it up on any tv that i buy now on my phone while i'm taking a shit i can w watch it on my laptop you know I, it's it's just it's the convenience of it is is what has solidified its place in our culture and yeah right now we're just going through the growing pains of it sadly what the reason I asked you this is because 
there are so many adverse effects from streaming. A lot of the licensing, a lot of costs. We're finding out that streaming doesn't necessarily equal profits for these companies. Like billions of dollars. Netflix has uh, fired people. Netflix is losing subscribers. They have to introduce an ad tier supported base for a lot of this stuff. While I'm with you that convenience is the prime directive of all streaming services and the fact that I can pull up, uh, let's, uh, what's a show? Fine, Dexter's Laboratory. I can watch it on my TV, my phone, my Xbox, my PlayStation, my computer at, you know, snap of a finger. I love that stuff. But as you're finding out, like, some of these streaming services can't stick around for long. Some of these shows get taken off streaming services, disappear. I think long-term streaming services will Unless they correct or course correct, I think long term they'll have hurt entertainment uh, in a from a profit standpoint and in definitely in a, like a, a consumer products way because we're going to lose some of our favorite shows. They're not going to get home releases, and then when the streaming services either take them off or go away, uh, you know what's going to happen to some of these shows? Well, I think, I think that that's indicative hurts. of the management. That's not indicative of the streaming services themselves. I would say. Well, here's a question, though. What separates the two since the management control the streaming services and therefore the end product is still at the the hands of the manager, not the product? Well, I mean, it, it changes as, you know, ownership changes as, as, you know, things like DC shit, that shit failed and they just became HBO Max. You know, that that's what separates the two. Now, obviously, you're going to have instances like Netflix where, you know, they make some terrible decisions on the types of products that they put out and obviously the whole uh the influx of of advertising you know but that's not something that's not going to be alleviated by not streaming stuff i mean we, you know we see that on network tv now still you know all this advertising and the fucking you know the 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 pressure and the intent to get more advertising dollars that's not going to be solved by a different medium of entertainment you know that that's something that we're just going to have to deal with and eventually companies are going to have to learn is more of a detriment than than a benefit for them but also yeah i mean you know once you once you know all the restructuring at netflix now the uh what's his name at, at, at dc making his statement about us focusing on the quality of our entertainment and not not its political uh commentary and all that stuff like that that that's the stuff that's where streaming can become a good source of entertainment again because once they realize that you know having too many cooks having too many cooks in the kitchen is the problem not the apparatus itself then hopefully you know hopefully we can get back to to all these different streaming services making better business decisions making their shit good and not overstretching themselves and focusing on getting in the Chinese market or getting in the Indian market and getting in all this shit. If you focus on, you know, keeping your current base loyal and giving you money while expanding at a, at a, at a reasonable rate, instead of trying to entice Twitter and breaking the foreign markets, just based on the amount of fucking people that are there and, and forgetting to make good entertainment, then that that's where that separation is. I like that. See, folks, we have the hard-hitting conversations here on World Class Bullshitters. Besides the buttons and the the dick kicks, no, well, no one's ever been yeah. kicked on the dick in this on this show. Well, we can find a dick kick button. That would be uh, hilarious. We'll get one, folks. Send us dick kick buttons. Actually, folks, send us ideas for some buttons too. I wanted to do one of the TwitchCon. Have you guys seen the video of that woman who jumps and like breaks her back and stuff into the foam pit? Yeah, fucking VidCon. 
Yeah. No, but could you show it here? Yeah, let me pull it up. Because you know what I wanted to do? It's not it's not graphic. It's on YouTube. It's not like I'm going to show anything, you know, messed up. But I did want to... Um, I wanted to splice it when she jumps in and breaks her butt or ass. I wanted to have it spliced with Nia Jax going, My hole! Uh, I didn't have time to do that this week, so... God damn. And WWE's a PG show. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> My hole! All right, you guys ready for this? Hell yeah. Let me uh, pull it up. Because YouTube shorts are annoying on your computer. So here, let me share that real quick. Uh, Here we go, folks. We're not watching Pokemon together. We're watching Oh, my gosh. Big Seth Rollins. Great victory. I can't get out. Get up, I broke me. Yes. She's held down by the pitbull medic. No, no, she's fine. No, no, she's fine. She broke her back in two places. Oof. She has a rod in her tailbone now or something. Well, she's had many rods in her tail before, dude. (laughs) That's very true, too. (laughs) Is it wrong that even though she was injured, everybody just wants to make porn star dick jokes about her? No. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up, but... Hey, you do something stupid to hurt yourself, no simpy. Yeah, but that's not really her fault. The stupid part is fucking VidCon having a shallow-ass phone pit like that. Like, if I'm her, I'm suing the shit out of her. No simpy. She she knew what she was getting into. Nobody jumps like that into a shallow fucking pool. If you know it's that shallow... That's yeah, dude. That's she that, had to have seen how shallow it was, though. That's the thing. Is it more shallow than she is? That's the real question. Uh, you know that, that that also a good question. Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> we know Adriana Chechik is around here, man. We don't judge, but we know who she is. Um, it's just so bizarre that that is what goes on at TwitchCon. TwitchCon was a nightmare. I won't go into it because it's a long fucking Reddit post, but they were, the security was a dumpster fire. They were letting people in that were not allowed to be around kids, if you know what I mean. They also had, yeah, that, that was on there. Go to the Reddit post and read all about this. TwitchCon was a fucking nightmare. I'm just glad that we, well, we didn't go. I'm glad we're not a part of shit like that. Um, they just said like people were going to security and getting and the security was telling them to get um, handicap placards to fake being handicapped so they could cut in the line. Whoa, well, it's good to it's good to see that there's one one entity out there that has more of the bad drama going on these days than the NFL. Shit. Tw- Twitch What's is going on in the NFL? Trying. What'd they do? Oh shit, there's all sorts of there's a, a lot. lot. You said it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. NFL, let's see. There was a guy that was obviously concussed that they let stay in the game who got an even worse concussion four days later. Um, the uh, roughing the passer calls for just looking at the quarterback now because of the overcorrection that the NFL is trying to do. Yep. Um, Dan Snyder essentially is blackmailing the other owners right now because or he's either he is or he's 
dumb enough to try and blackmail the other owners right now. Yeah, he came out saying that he's got dirt on everybody and he can take other owners down and that other owner, you know, something. It was something along the lines of like the other owners like hate each other and then one of the owners came out and said, no, all the owners get along really well. We just hate him. So yep. that was pretty funny. But yeah, it's just... It's just a lot of the bad kind of drama surrounding yep. the NFL right and now, as opposed to Sean Watson and you know yeah. the shit he was trying to do to masseuses, and then the Browns fucking gave him a shit ton of money. Then he got kind of suspended by the NFL. Then they gave him a much bigger fucking suspension by the NFL. It is, yeah. It's just it's the NFL is just a shit show right now. The Thursday night games this year have all been putrid at best. Yep, and this was going on right now ain't going that well. Yeah, well, last week's was awful, which was funny as hell because the Broncos lost. Fuck them. But Nobody um, scored a fucking touchdown in a primetime game on Amazon. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Amazon forked over all this money to have the streaming rights for Thursday night football. And so far, other than, I guess, Kansas City and the Chargers was like the only game so far that's been any yep. good in five weeks. Because yep. like right now, the game that's on, it's the Washington Commies and the Chicago Bears – and it's seven to three with four minutes to go in the third. It's like they're not even picking really good matchups for their games on Thursday night. It's like they took they took all the money. They gave them like one or two like good games at the beginning, and then just gave them like a mess of shit afterwards. And they're like, "Thanks, Amazon." Now, I've been reading the chat, folks. I read the chat during the streams uh, all the time. Um, I will talk about the Halloween thing in just a minute. But, dude, last week I couldn't get away from, like, all the articles shitting on Amazon and the football fiasco and stuff. And I just – I know, look, I know this is a dumb thing to say, but I just don't like Amazon doing much outside of delivering my packages. They just don't – they don't make anything better. Like, do you guys think that Amazon makes things better? I just think they're good for one service and their TV shows are serviceable at best. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, Amazon is a, a, Amazon is a symptom of what we were talking before with streaming services right now. Like it's just an entity that is there to make money, and I love them for their package shit. Other than that, you know, I was, like I'm watching it right now, you know, because I, you know, we have Amazon Prime anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, we have Amazon Prime for the package shit. All the rest of this is all bonus. So. Um, yeah, man, Amazon is not going to win any innovation fucking awards outside of them changing the whole package stuff. Nope. Yeah. I was going to say outside of the, the free shipping, which the way I had to explain it when I said we should do this was we're going to be buying several different things for, you know, the offspring here before too long. Every time we buy one of those, it's like eight, $10 in shipping. We do that enough times. It's going to be free ship. It, It would essentially, it'll pay for itself. So we've ordered a few things and the shipping would have been like $30 up to this point, but it wasn't anything because we got prime. So uh, I won the argument on that one. So small victory. I deserve one. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon is just nothing right now. Nothing more than a, uh, a evidence of the time you live in, like how, you know, radio, radio shows, we're just, you know, that was just the time era that you lived in. You know, the fact that we live in the 21st century, we can order anything through Amazon. You know, it's that's amazing. But that same company also has TV. And you're like, okay, is anything good? I mean, kind of. I mean, I'll eventually watch Rings of Power, but I'm not clamoring over 
over shit to go watch it. Yeah. Yeah, the only things I've watched on Prime is like stuff that either they didn't make. Well, actually, no, that's it. I just pretty much the stuff they didn't make. So it's like everything I watch on Amazon Prime, it's like stuff they've gotten from a third party. Because like there's even when I've seen like the Prime originals, um I think the tick is the only thing I've watched on there that was a prime original that I was actually into. And then they fucking canceled it. So Fuck them. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty accurate. <laughs> like I said, I mean, like I said, I, I you know I got a finished time clan, so I like it. They got season two of of uh, One Punch Man. Um, I I heard Without Remorse was pretty good. I gotta watch it. Uh, I watched the first episode of Jack Reacher. I'm gonna finish watching it. You know, but a lot of that shit isn't originally. I mean, it's an original because it's a show. But yeah, man, it's not. You know, Amazon just is just you know. It's just one of those. It's like, hey, it's like fucking. It's no more, no more innovative than a car insurance company. Like, it's like, okay, like you have it, and some in some cases you do need it, especially when depending on where you live, you know, getting Amazon delivered is fucking awesome. But right. it's not outside the delivery thing. It's just like, hey, hey, the fucking the package dudes have have fucking TV shows too. Okay, I'll check some of them bitches out. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. just like. You're ne- I don't imagine seeing. I mean, Rings of Power will probably get try to get some love uh, next Emmy season, but yeah, I don't see them winning or innovating or changing anything else but the package game. And it's like, okay, dog, you know, good Amazon Fresh, good for you. I, I look back in Cincinnati, Amazon. There was a hub right across the river. Even without paying for two day shipping. Everything was two day shipping, which was nice, but yeah, not anymore. I'm just waiting for us to be taken over by Jeff Bezos with the Amazon robots. Like you're gonna watch your Thursday night football and say thank you. Yeah, I mean, I for one am looking forward to him paying for us to take over our channel. 100. percent I'm like, yo, that motherfucker has an offer. What? What's the digits? You want yeah. us to fucking stream on Amazon? I'll fucking do it. That motherfucker well, I have- paid a bunch of money to. Uh, one championship MMA, and I'd be like, "Yo, give us some of that motherfucking money. You want it? You want an adult show? Come and get you some." Yeah, I for one welcome Jeff Bezos as our new overlord. Well, you guys gotta actually get on board because there's a bidding war between Bezos and Musk for the world class bullshitters IP. So I, I for one welcome Musk. Musk Listen, I gotta pick one. Give me Bezos. That motherfucker gonna tell us he's gonna buy it and then change his mind at the last minute. <laughs> Look, Bezos is going to yell at us and make us feel guilty for existing. At Listen, one thing on that I fucking know, Jeff Bezos ain't yelling at me, motherfucker. You're a little short, bald ass. I've seen pictures of you from a couple years ago, so just don't be, don't be, don't be getting all weird. It's a business transaction, baby. Ain't nothing personal. You don't own us. You can't buy people anymore, Jeff, no matter what color they are. So please understand that you're <laughs> He's only like, but I have all this check. fucking money. I, for one, will declare myself for sale at the right price. Listen, that motherfucker rolls up and he says, "Hey, I will give you a hundred million dollars right now to to take your shirt off and just do squats in the corner of my living room and hit a punching bag, so I can just watch you with my shirt off." I'd be like, "Check or yeah, we talk, how long we talking about an hour? Like, what's what are we talking for a hundred million dollars, Jeff Bezos? Me, bro, you gonna hit me on the Venmo? How, how, how many squats? You know, it doesn't even matter how many squats we're talking." 
Listen, you want me to turn the heat up in that motherfucker or what? You know, can I play music? You know, what's what, what, what's up? Are you trying to turn on Jeff Bezos or Jeffrey Dahmer? Hey, whatever uh, his reason in it, whoever. Listen, you got a hundred million dollars, and I see that shit. You know, we don't need to. We don't need to know the whys. I'll be like the transporter. We don't even need to know names. What's the weight and dimensions? You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I miss that movie. Yes, I watched it. We watched it the other day. Guy, it still holds up. I'm going to go back and give it a watch. It's probably been 15 years since I've watched The Transporter, but damn. I do love fucking... Uh, I love it is very 2001, but damn it. Is oh, it yeah. Good. Now, um, the one thing I did want to say since people in the chat were talking about the new Halloween, it already hit Peacock. I'm so tempted to scroll to the end because the reviews are dog shit. It has like a 30% review or a 30% score already on Rotten Tomatoes. Hold on, I will me, watch me... it tomorrow for the people. Uh, sorry, it's a 47%, not a 37%. But it's got a 3 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm. I kind of am excited for this to be a dumpster fire and to be terrible because I just... I will have more fun with people being so disappointed after sucking the dick of Halloween ends or Halloween kills and Halloween 2018. Like, Dude. Kendo, we got what we wanted all those years ago when we were in Ohio on my 30th birthday weekend, sitting there in that theater at Newport on the Levee. We are like, man, this movie sucked. I hope the rest of them don't get made or something. Look, they got made, but they ruined the legacy. So, John Carpenter is laughing all the way to the fucking bank again. So, my thought on it, it, on it is this. Like, even if, it, the movie could be awful. It could just be so terrible. Like, I mean, it could just be shit upon shit upon shit. But those dipshits in that group and the people that are like, the true Halloween theme, they're going to lap it up like it's fucking manna from heaven. They're not going to have a crossword to say about it. They're going to say how good it is. There's going to be the thirsty guys on there commenting on the, you know, overweight girls in the tube tops posting pictures of themselves saying, good when I'm watching today in front of their movie collection. And it just, there's no getting to those people. They're beyond help at this point. They're beyond help. They're beyond reproach. And, and, and they're beyond being deemed human at this point. So, folks, if you see somebody that tells you how great every Halloween movie, and true fans will love every movie in the franchise, push them down a flight of stairs. But I didn't tell you to do that. Well, you don't need to tell them because we actually have footage of what it would look like. And, folks, it's not that pretty, but it always makes us laugh. I will never not laugh at that. <laughs> Doesn't get old. Uh, John Thomas sends in a super chat, but it's temporal because we just referenced it. Speaking of buying people, is there any reality in today's world that Richard Pryor's The Toy is remade? Go out. I don't think you can. You can't. They'll. Are I mean, we allowed to even talk about that movie? I don't know. It's man, a tough it's, one. That's a, it's interesting, dude. That's interesting. The entire man, premise I don't know. of the movie is that. This rich white dude buys a black man for his son. And yeah. that's that's the premise of the movie. And and the comedy is all the interactions and shit that happens afterwards. I don't know, man. It's, it's one that you, in this politically charged climate, I don't think could get remade unless they did it and like they race swapped it and switched it the other way around. But then the joke wouldn't be there if like a black rich black dude buys a white guy for his son. It's like where's where's the joke? I agree. Uh, Yeah, it toes the line one hundred percent. 
It's we. Is it weird to you that it's the kid from a Christmas story? The no. Yeah. On the pole. Just makes yeah, it funny. Every fucking time, man. I, ooh, it's it, that's that's a little tidbit that makes me giggle. Did you know that he grew up to be a porn star? I did. Not I did. That's very fucking shaking. Yeah, that was one of those weird urban legend things that you heard about growing up and turned out to be true. Yeah. He, uh, I've never seen the movie, but, you know, that's weird. <laughs> a Christmas story to porn. Look, I guess they can't all be winners. You know what ever happened to Ralphie? Did he become like a fucking insurance agent or something like that? No, he went on to produce the original Iron Man and be very successful. Yeah, so Ralphie's say, doing okay for himself. Say he oh, works well. behind the camera now. Yeah, Peter Billings. He's in the first Iron Man, Dion. Who was he in the first Iron Man? He's the doctor that goes up to Jeff Bridges when Jeff Bridges goes, Tony Stark built this in a cave with scraps! And the guy goes, I'm not Tony Stark. That's Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Yeah. Small world after all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now I get to finally press the fucking button because I taught you guys something. So folks, if you didn't know, now you know. Yes, Darian yeah, two and seven. The the kid from a Christmas story did porn. Are you got dang. what's all right, fine. Name a celebrity that you were surprised to uh, know did porn. Am I surprised that they did porn? Yeah. Um oh, fuck. Uh the the the, the red headed chick from Boy Me's World. Oh yeah. Oh Maitland, Maitland Ward. Ward. Yep. I am still surprised every time. It comes up, and every time I mention, I gotta fucking look it up just to be sure. X Dude, she videos, didn't, she didn't even do porn. She like got into it and then fast forwarded herself to end of career porn by joining like Black dot com. Like, hey, yeah, it was a trajectory be- that no one saw coming, but we all knew the right. Other. So yeah. they're, like, they're like, oh, you want to be a porn star on oh, your forties now? Well, Black dot com is just a place for you, honey. <laughs> I feel like that's a real conversation that happened on a couch somewhere in the valley. Well, dude, Shit, that's well, probably an actual ad for black.com. <laughs> we have all your favorite porn stars from 20 years ago. Hey, man. It, what works, what works, what works. And sometimes it makes you come. Dude, I just think it's funny. That used to be like the career benchmark for like a porn star. Like you'd follow her career and eventually she would cross over to like interracial. And that's when she was like, you know had been around for a while because it's like, oh, she's doing interracial now. Oh, shit, yeah, she's been she's been at the game for like 15, oh, 38. Yep, there it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you think I'm joking, that's like a true fucking thing. You can look, you like, you can find any of these like starlets when they were like 18, 19, 20 years old. And after about 15 years, they suddenly start doing interracial porn. <laughs> or, I mean, you're Riley Reed and you start. I, the right. one... Some I could of not start hold that way. Way. He says interracial porn one more time. But interracial you're not, porn. Also, you're not lying. No lies detected. Did you know that Judy Winslow from Family Matters did porn? Yep. Yep. I remember where that I'm was a big deal. With, well, I'm hanging out with Nick and his cousin the other night. It's so what happens, folks, is on Sunday, Nick sorry, Saturday night, Nick texts me, he says, be at this address at six o'clock on Sunday. And I went, okay, I'll go to this address. I don't know where the fuck I'm going. I'm get shot, but I'll go. It's Nick. So would you like to know where Nick's address took me? 
uh, to Maitland Ward's house? It did. Where we shot. Never mind. Uh, 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 was it Backdoor Sluts Nine? Was from South Park. We made the thirty-seventh edition in a row. Oh. Wow. No, they um. Nick ends up getting me to this movie theater, the New Beverly, which is owned by Quentin Tarantino, and we saw these two schlocky grindhouse movies, and Eli Roth was there. It was a it was a fun event. But afterwards, Nick's like, his cousin's like, hey, let's go get some food. So we all jump in the car and we're driving around. And the first thing his cousin says is, hey, did you know, did you ever watch Steve Urkel? And I was like, of course I did. And he's like, did you know the daughter did porn? I'm like, yeah, I did. And he's like, have you ever seen it? I said, no. And for some reason, he was texting somebody the link to it. So I was privy to the Judy Winslow porno this week. And my life is exactly the same as it was before. Uh, It's just a surprise that your favorite child actor had to grow up to do that. Didn't one of the Cosby kids end up doing porn, too? Is that what you would call Lisa Bonet's career? I mean, she got filmed fucking somebody on camera, so yes. There you go. Yeah, but she only did, like, one, though, right? Still porn. I'm, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah, but I, if she had did a little bit more, I'd be a little bit more excited. But I'm like, eh, nothing to write home about. Or well, it wasn't porn. She just took, like, a photo shoot, right? Like a nude photo shoot? I don't know. I know Lawrence Fishburne's daughter's done porn. Listen, oh, Montana? Lawrence Fishburne's daughter's done a lot of fucking things. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Poor Lawrence. Remember, didn't Batista's daughter do that too? I don't think it was Batista's daughter. I think it was um, some other action movie star's daughter, I want to say, I thought. I am really saddened as your longtime friend that when I said Batista, the first thing you thought of is other action star. That motherfucker is still a wrestler to us, dude. Come on, know, he's the animal. I know, but he's just—he—he. He, I, I I still think that his his he's definitely one of the most underrated wrestlers, big time wrestlers ever. But I just nowadays I just for some reason my brain just see even when he was at WrestleMania I was like man what's this movie star doing up in this motherfucker? Even even though I love the give me what I want, I just I don't know man. Dave's just different. He's just different, man. He he changed, man. Man, you know how things happen. He don't come right here no more. I said that was Dave. Yes, right. Oh, he ain't one of them. Um, you know what I did to troll Nick at those bars we took him to? What? And don't say anymore. I used I quoted Beverly Hills Cop the entire time we were there. Fuck yeah, my oh. man. Yeah, poor Nick. So, folks, let's check in with you guys. Kendo, pick us a number between one and sixty-nine, please. All right, Dion picks the number between 1 and 69, please. Uh, Give me a 1, big brah. Ooh, a 1. Ask and you shall receive. Batman! Batman, you say? Coming for you! I'm counting on it! Oh, was that my turn to pick and I missed it because I was getting refill? All right, yep. pick, another, pick another one. Uh, 15. 15. What is number 15? Oh, it's this one. Who's that Pokemon? It's dead. <laughs> that will never get old. I love it. Still, uh, back to the audience. Uh, first off, we have our friend Xavier to God with a fuck Mary kill Spider-Man final battle, Spider-Man two train scene and Spider-Man three team up scene. What would you rather fuck Mary kill guys? Uh, oh, 
when they see Final Battle, they mean the one from No Just No Way Home or from No, no I think mean... it means like the Green Goblin from Spider Man. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm marrying that one. That one is just so fucking dope. Um fucking the train scene, like and just based on process of elimination, I gotta kill the team up scene from No Way Home. Um, I'm killing the is it the team up scene from No Way Home or Spider Man Three? Spider Man Three. Oh, then I'm yeah. definitely killing that. Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm killing. Even that. though it's not a bad scene in a, in a it's a good scene in a shitty movie. That that one's definitely got to go. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to kill that one. I'm gonna marry the train scene though because that is just awesome. And unfortunately, because of that, I have to just the fuck the final battle scene from the first one. I'll, I'll go the same way as you, Kendo. That was a good one, Xavier to God. Xavier to God also has another one. Fuck, Mary kill. X-Men the Animated Series, X-Men Evolution, and X Wolverine and the X-Men. These are three cartoons. Now, if you guys haven't seen all of those, that's cool. I have seen them all. I have not seen all those. They're dope. Uh, marrying X-Men and Wolverine and the X-Men. Um, fucking the Animated Series. Uh, especially for you, Mystique, and I'm killing Evolution. Evolution is underrated, but it's not as good as the other two. I'm marrying the original X-Men cartoon because it's the shit. Uh, I'll fuck X-Men, or Wolverine and the X-Men because it's a pretty good show. And then X-Men Evolution, it was back then. And this isn't me trying to use hindsight, but there's a kid when it was new. I hated that show. I was like, what the fuck is up with the X-Men? I didn't want to watch them as kids. I didn't want to watch all this this drama at a school. I was used to X-Men going on international missions, going to outer space, fighting shit. I didn't want to watch it. It was a broke dick show by comparison. But Jeff, it was more yeah, accurate to certain runs. It wasn't that good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just helped that I was, you know, you know, we were what, 12, 13 or whatever, 11 when it came out. But yeah, compared to the other ones, it's just like, yeah, like that, that was that weird, like high school thing that was, that started off in the early 2000s with that shit. Even as a kid, I was over shows about school, even though I hadn't been to high school yet. I just, I don't think it's the most interesting time in anyone's life, and so I just don't really watch entertainment around it anymore because I'm, I'm over it. It was a fun time back in the day. High school was cool, but you know we all grew up, so I just don't relate to that shit anymore. Maybe that's why I like Twenty One Jump Street so much because it's about how you don't relate to high school anymore, mm-hmm. and how some people still do. So, yeah, not at all. If somebody that works in the school system, I don't relate to shit. I don't even know how, uh, I don't know shit about how cars work either, Kendo. Yeah, me either. Or magnets. Remember our old song, Roadhead, by Dale Jepsen and the Nighthawks? Hell yeah, I fucking love that song. I do too. Folks, if you haven't heard that song, go check it out. Uh, tell them yeah. WCBS sent you, because I mean, we're, we did. we're cool with them. Yeah, we did send you. Shrebels08, thank you very much, says, I'll take a horses for Dion and a scary horse for Dion as well. Well, Dion, I'm sorry. The audience loves to troll you, so... Alexa. Dion. <laughs>
Alexa. Dion, are you still right. awake? If he wasn't, he is now. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for that, uh, SH Troubles 08. Xavier to God says, fuck, Mary kill, WWF edition. And these are years, guys. So, 1995 to 1997, 1997 to 2000, and 2000 to 2002. Ooh. Ooh I'm, I'm fucking 97 to 2000, 100%, marrying 2000, 2002, and I'm killing 94 to 97. Same. Oh. I feel like I have to do the exact same as well. Because it's the right answer. That's what's up. Yeah. I mean, the window of time, honestly, the window of time 97 to 02 has never been matched in terms of just wrestling insanity. Every every fucking company was coming up with some of their best work. Yeah, dude. Shit So thank you, Xavier, to God. Wild. Up next, we have Adam Wofford. He says, I would. I was in high school when that band came out. They used to have their very first CD before hitting it big. I also used to have their very first CD before them hitting it big. Also, did you get my email, uh, Lovecraftian? I did not, Adam Walford. Uh, Kendo, if you see a, yeah, an email I'll from Adam Walford, can you shoot that in my direction, please? Xavier to God, thank you very much. Will GTA 6 be better, worse, or the same as Saints Row 2022? That is a good question. That Oof. Oof. Oh, I think they're going to be on par with each other in terms of suckage. I think the media will praise Grand Theft Auto 5, 6 for being stunning and brave and bold no matter how good or bad the game is. I've been on record as saying Grand Theft Auto 4 is the most overrated game in history, and I stand by that statement. So the press is always enamored with Rockstar. They always love to go above and beyond and blow that company because, you know, they're a big money maker. That being said, I don't think Saints Row, or sorry, I don't think GTA 6 will be anywhere in the same category as Saints Row, but I I don't expect it to be a well-loved game. Unless it's feature-heavy and not as greedy as GTA 5, the setting... Well, hold on. Let me... You gotta see how this game is marketed. We only know the leaks, and we only know uh, what we've heard in terms of rumors and what Rockstar has told us. But if they're going to go very heavy on the Vice City stuff, I don't care what the critics say. People are going to go fucking nuts for that game. And they're going to use that as fire and ammunition to say that these views and video games work. And in reality, people just want to go back to Vice City and relive a fond memory. So I hope that was a good enough answer to say, no, it'll be better. But I don't think that means it'll be a great game. Adama. Thank you for your very generous super chat. He says, what up, guys? Jeff, did you see that the Lightning Collection has Power Rangers and Street Fighter collaboration with four figures? And then you wanted the special button. So I'll talk about this, and then I'll press the special button for you. I did see that. Did you see those, Dion? Power Rangers versus Street Fighter. I did not. Yes, there's a series of action figures. You can get, um, there's, I believe there's Chun-Li versus Jason. There's a, there's a bunch of figures, but it looks cool. I don't know if I will pick these up realistically because I don't buy Hasbro Power Ranger figures. Uh, Adama. I like, I mean, I love the Power Rangers. I grew up with that show. But what I collect from Power Rangers these days is very little, but maybe like the the boutique stuff. So like the dolls from 3-0 or the old uh, yeah. 
SH figure art stuff. Oh, um, also, he asked for this one. Who's that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon? It's me, Austin! <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, our friend Yakuse is back. He says, hey, boys, it's been a while. Hope you're well. We are. Congrats, congrats on the new kid, Kendo. Thank you. And then also asks, can I get a Jammeram? Don't know why, but that's my favorite. Well, I love the Jammeram button. It is my favorite. Jammeram! Always gets me. You know what? You like it, I like it. We're going to press it again. Jammeram! Talk about something that only lasted for about two weeks on Twitter. All the High Republic? Mm-hmm. No, it's going to happen, gonna... though, dude. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to change the world, bro. Bro, it's going to be great. It's going to be the next big thing, bro. Yeah, Ram Jamram, Leo Gayassi, and all these other things. And it's like, there's a huge deal two weeks later. What was that again? I don't remember. Don't forget Slate. The Rock, or no? Oh, sorry, yeah, Geode. The, yeah, Geode, the fucking Rock. We're not talking about the actor. Nope. Do you? What would you do if they made a High Republic movie and they cast him to play Geode? I would think it's kind of funny, and then it would just reinforce everything we were saying about the Rock, about how it doesn't matter if the movie's any good or not. He's just taking the paychecks. Well, Rock, if you're gonna start picking paycheck movies. Pick cool ones. Like, I would like to see The Rock be the, uh, not the bad guy, but a bad guy in a John Wick movie, you know? Just let John Wick fight The Rock for a couple minutes, then John Wick kills him, and we move on. That's exactly, that's what I would do at a certain point in my career. Is like, you know, you need me to be random, cool-ass bad guy number one. I'm fucking in it. They had Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is a solid actor, and I like his podcast quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, he's funny. That's the thing. Like, I don't, I actually don't want to hear him talk about wrestling. I want to hear him talk about the other shit. Now, um, where were we at with the audience? Thank you, Yakase. John Thomas, thank you very much. He says, I'm late. Have y'all talked about Night of the Long Knives at DC? Uh, We have not. Let me look, see what that is. I know what Night of the Long Knives is, but I didn't know DC had their own version. Well, tell the audience what uh, Night of the Long Knives is. So the Night of the Long Knives was so after a certain mustachioed Yahtzee got, you know, moved into power and things like that, <clears throat> he had to make a move on, you know, some other groups that may not have been completely in lockstep with him. And to bring them all, you know, everyone to heal, so to speak, to create a united front and or give himself like even more credence and be able to say, see, this is what our enemies can do to us. And essentially, he sent out a bunch of his henchmen to like kill people that were rivals of him. Oh. I didn't realize uh, there was a song by ACDC called Man of the Long Knives. Not to be confused with Crystal Knocked, which was something totally different. So, in terms of the uh, super chat that we've uh, 
mascot, what does that actually mean? Because it's not like an event that happened at DC or like, are people fired? Is that what's going on? Because realistically, I don't really care what's going on with DC Comics anymore. I don't read DC Comics. And you know what? When I do buy a comic book, it's not a DC comic book. It really never has been DC Comics. I humor, I like DC's characters. I love Batman. He's great. I respect Superman. I know how important he is. But in reality, I just, I've never been the DC guy. Have I, Dion? No. You, yeah. I mean, you you like DC stuff, but yeah, you've never been the DC dude. No, and I never will be. And so all the behind-the-scenes drama, I respect the comic book industry, I care about it, but it's never been the, the thing I'm following in terms of the decline because I'm over here doing stuff to stop complete crap from getting out there. So I'm glad that, uh, I mean, I don't know what's going on with DC. I hope the audience is not supporting shit they don't like. Now, we are going to talk about the cancellation of Superman, you guys hear about that? How 18 issues ago or 18 months ago, they wanted to go on and create the the gay Superman title, the one with his son. And, yeah. you know, here on the channel, what did we say? We didn't really shit our pants. We went, eh, we're not going to read it. It probably won't be successful. Well, guys, it's been canceled. Are you surprised? Wow. No, I mean, I yes, I can't believe it. So you're telling, wait, no, I'm not surprised. We no. saw this coming. I yeah. Everybody sees this shit coming, except DC. They want to cash in on the trends. That's what it is. Well, no one's buying our books. We got to appeal to the young audience. What can we do? Let's make them gay. That's progressive. Uh, we're going to do stuff about Hispanic Heritage Month. What can we do? Let's make the cover of the Green Lantern eating a bag of chimichangas. That'll sell. DC, oh if this is the pulse and this is your finger, well, DC's finger, Kendo, where is DC's finger at? Uh, up their ass. Exactly, just with their fucking heads. I don't foresee DC Comics being the big thing that it used to be ever again. With Warner Brothers getting rid of their uh, Cartoon Network, which Cartoon Network has just has been as big of a brand name as DC Comics since its inception. And I know that's crazy, but it's not crazy. Cartoon Network properties were a bigger deal through most of the decade than anything that wasn't Batman. There was no... Superman movie in the 90s. Quest for Peace shit the bed. They couldn't touch Superman for a long time because they couldn't figure out what to do with him. They still don't know what to do with him. If anything, it's it's not just that the DC Comics uh, is, in an issue, is in trouble. From every aspect, DC's kind of in trouble. Their, their comic books are stupid. Their movies are questionable. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. The actors are all fucks in the Justice League. One kidnapped somebody. The other one is eaten. Well, no. Army Hammer almost was Superman. Like, everywhere. Everything from DC is pretty much garbage right now. Can you guys think of a positive thing coming out of DC? Um, I mean, the Batman that came out was pretty good. But, you know, so we'll see if that continues. But other than that, yeah, I can't. Nothing um, comic book wise. I mean, I enjoyed... Um, Dark Knight's Metal, but other than that, was really the last. Even then, that was that was you know, it was okay. It was years I just, ago, I know that's, that's what I'm saying. That's as recent as I can go, man. You know, I just you know, fuck. I read that book too. Let me see what year that was because uh, what 2018, 2019, 17. Damn, yeah, yeah, that was fine. It's like when DC tries to tell stories. And, and folks, here's the the roster of the story that Dion's talking about: Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, The Flash, Green Lantern, Batman. That's the cast of Dark Knight's Metal. 
it was fun. It's, is it the best thing I've ever read? No, but it's much better than a lot of stuff that has come after that. And what really bothers me too, Dion, is we were coming off of some good quality DC stuff. For as much as I want to shit on them as a company, The Court of Owls was good. Flashpoint was good. Some of these bigger titles were really good. And they were more impressive than the Marvel events. I was enjoying, I enjoyed DC Rebirth more than I enjoyed anything that Marvel put out. And I only read a few things from Rebirth, and I wouldn't consider that truly great. So, not to sound like a hypocrite, their big event titles were great. But some of their other stuff, man, can just go fuck itself. And it's been like yeah, that for dude, so it long. Just, yeah, man, big event stuff. Yeah, but lost in the shuffle, man. Yeah, well, that is uh, what we know about DC, friends. So, John Thomas, thank you very much, Gay, says, could Disney plus Blade have been worse than the first? Oh, we already talked about that. Could it be worse than the first Blade TV show? The answer is no. No, it could not have been. Rob Brands, thank you very much for your super chat. He says, possible TV show suggestions for you guys. Strike Back, about British black ops group called Section 20. There are 10-episode seasons divided into two-part episodes, keeping the main story going. Nice. Screenshot of that. That sounds interesting. I love recommendations. So that is, boom, taken. SH Rebels Awake, thank you very much. Cartoon Network was the best for Tom and Jerry, especially Toonheads. I'll take a dookie, please. Tom and Jerry is always great on Cartoon Network. Agreed. Good time had by all. Except for this guy right here. Because nobody enjoys smelling their shit. Except Hulk Hogan. (laughs) What's that smell? <laughs> what a terrible fucking movie. Is it the worst film of 1989? Oh, I'd have to look at a list, but I'm sure it's up there. Well, when you type in the worst films of 1989, you get Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, The Fly 2, Pink Cadillac, Going Overboard, Star Trek, The Final Frontier, and Ghosts Can't Do It. So I guess... uh, Halloween... Okay, Halloween 5 was bad, but I wouldn't call it the worst movie of 1989. And Jason Takes Manhattan was actually kind of fun. Yeah, it was. Hell yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so maybe No Holds Barred is the worst night movie of 1989. Well, I'm looking at a list of... Um, in 1989, there was a thing called the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, which they nominated certain films and gave awards to Worst Picture, Harlem Nights, Best of the Best, Eddie and the Cruisers 2, The Gods Must Be Crazy 2, and Wicked Stepmother, with other honorable dishonorable mentions like Fletch Lives, Earth Girls Are Easy, and Uncle Buck. They considered Uncle Buck one of the fucking worst movies of the year. That's fucking tragic because that movie was awesome. It might be one of John Candy's best. Or it might be John yeah. Candy's best, depending on what day of the week you have for me. I'm more of a great outdoors man myself. Yeah, that was classic. Him and Ackroyd are perfect together. Dan Ackroyd's the fucking man. Mm-hmm. Did you see... Um, He's back in the news. There's some more Ghostbusters stuff. I think they're doing Ghostbusters at the orchestra, and he's a part of that. I was not aware of that. Well, um, you know, anything Dan Aykroyd does, we like to pay attention to. True. 
like getting drunk and smoking a carton of cigarettes while talking about UFOs. Yeah. I would love to interview Dan Aykroyd about UFOs. Or ghosts or anything. Yeah. I'm in. Adam Wofford, thank you very much. Exosquad is an R-rated movie. Space combat in the same way as The Expanse, showing relationships with some of the characters and how they handle the death or when they die or killed in action. Silverhawks, too. I like that idea. Especially just how they deal with the aftermath of this stuff. If you want to see these characters um, get humanized, lose one. It's a, look, the X-Men cartoon, even though that wasn't R-rated because it's for kids, Morph died in quotations in that first episode and you had to watch the team deal with losing a member. Like, that was cool. You didn't really see that in a kid's show. And so you always have to raise the stakes. When you raise the stakes properly, you're always on edge because anything can happen. And that's a sign of a good movie, in my opinion. I haven't watched enough Silverhawks to want to see or to know enough about the the property, but hey, I'm sure Michael from Retroblast would give it a watch. Yeah, By the way, go. we have over. And by the way, folks, that channel is now over a hundred thousand subscribers. So go over, check out some retro blasting content. We've been talking about them and wanting to get their numbers up for years. So I'm finally, I'm happy that it finally happened for Michael, Melinda, and the crew. Uh, congrats, man! You guys deserve it. Now the happy plague doctor. Thank you very much. He sends in a message that says, "We all gotta die sometime." Red. Mm. No. Today is not that day, my friend. What do you guys think about NFL Plus? Asks Watchman of Yah. I would never fucking pay for it. No, it. The only thing it's good for is preseason games, and that's only if you're really into your team and you want to see some of the players that you may or may not get to see more of in the regular season, and see if there's anybody good out there. And then other than that, if like you're doing like an NFL channel or you just are dead set on watching every game every week, but you can't, the condensed version that you get like a day or two after that, that then there's that. But other than that, it's just not worth anything. Will it last? Has it been around longer than CNN Plus? Uh, yes. Yes, that's, yeah. Okay, cool. That's the litmus test for the worst? Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's still the champion by far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Way to go, CNN. Up next, we have one from our friend. Where did the tab go? Excuse me, folks. Got a bunch of tabs open. Uh, where are we? Here we are. John Thomas. Or sorry, favorite of God. Here's the Cartoon Network. I here's to the Cartoon Network I grew up with: Teen Titans, Ed, Ed, Nettie, Billy and Mandy, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, Ben Ten, Kids Next Door, Courage, What's New Scooby Doo, Regular Show, Total Drama, Anime. That was the Cartoon Network of high school and college for me, and that was the era where I kept. Uh, I was aware of what was on shows because you know, being an artist, I don't really watch cartoons just because oh, they're funny or whatever. I do like the artistry. I go back and I watch Miyazaki films. I'll watch. Pretty much anything animated, folks. If you ever want to send us something to review, if it's animated, guaranteed to watch it. Especially in an animated movie. I don't care about the subject matter. I'll give it a watch. I'll even watch. I'll even buy a lot of animation that I don't necessarily love just to watch it because it looks great. Especially on TV. Like, Into the Spider-Verse is a good movie. But I watch it because it's visually stunning. Not because I'm into the story as much as other people. Heavy Metal is a fun movie. I like to watch it for the visuals. You know what I mean? So, Xavier to God, the cartoon network that I grew up with was like Dexter's Laboratory, the Powerpuff Girls. Ed, Ed and Eddie was on when I was in grade school, so I watched that. Um, the, the constant reruns of Scooby-Doo and all the Hanna-Barbera stuff. 
Super Friends, all that great stuff. So Cartoon Network was a big staple. I'm going to go with Nickelodeon, though, is more important to me as a child. Nickelodeon shows just were next level. Cartoon Network stuff was great, but that's just me. Yeah, plus with Nickelodeon, you would get like the Nick... The, the block party summers and the Nick at night stuff where you get to like watch old shit like the monsters, Adam's family, stuff like that. So that's a pretty big deal. Nick at night was the shit. Fucking loved it. Did you ever watch TV land? Like channel? Yeah. That's how I discovered all in the family. Same. I watched every episode of all in the family over uh, one of those weekends on TV land. Yeah, me too. God, fucking great show. I didn't get into Archie Bunker's place though. Nah, it wasn't as good because like everything that was great about All in the Family wasn't there because Archie being Archie only works if he's got like Meathead and the Dingbat to play off of. But when it's just like him trying to play off randos and things like that in the show, it just isn't the same. Yeah, I mean, trying to copy a formula that just doesn't work or that works one way is probably Hollywood's greatest problem. They're like, well, it worked once. Let's keep doing it. Exactly. Egg fucking exactly. That's not how things work, folks. Uh, John Thomas says, speaking of buying people, is there any real... Oh, we did read that one about the toy. That was a fun little um, rabbit hole to go down. You know who I would like to see in a remake of the toy, guys? Who? Shia LaBeouf? Decent. No, Kanye West. (laughs) I think he could do it. He's three Jewish kids in it. That's also accurate. Now, Dion, would you mind, because I'm a little behind, what is up with Kanye West and the white people t-shirt and all that stuff? Or what's going on with him? So he's just doing his Kanye thing. Uh, You know, he was going on about Kim for a minute. I was trying to get her back and giving Pete Davidson a bunch of shit. You know, and then he was going on about, you know, he, he was wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. And then he went on Tucker Carlson. And was, you know, pretty much saying all the, 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 the buzzwords to piss Twitter off. And then come to find out there was parts of someone got the video of the unedited interview he did with Tucker Carlson. Then he was saying a bunch of anti-Semitic stuff. So yeah. Kanye's having himself another little uh, bipolar episode up in this motherfucker. Yeah, he, uh, he decided that he needed to raise the stakes and, you know, go after the Jews because apparently that's in style again for some reason. Yep, yep. Oh, and he's going by yay now. Yes. Thank, thank you for reminding me, Dope Clan. But, yeah, he he's going by yay now. Does he get mad if you call him Kanye? Uh, yes. Yes, probably. Dude, it's Kanye West. He gets mad. Yeah, he went off on some uh, – on. Uh, which, you know, they're, they're paparazzi, so fuck it. But someone called him Kanye. He was like, it's fucking yay. I'm going to call him Kane if I ever meet him. That'll really piss him off. Listen, Kanye needs a bunch of the chops, but... Kanye? He, uh, he, he, he done lost it. When did he lose it, would you say? Probably with the whole Taylor Swift thing. Like, that yeah, motherfucker that showing up bad. drunk with his, with his fucking girlfriend and getting wild. That was when things started to fall apart. And the motherfucker just never, never got his 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 mentals in order. Yeah, that was the and first thing. Yep. And imagine having your shit not together, and then you marry into the fucking Kardashian family. Jesus. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. I, I think that he was always kind of maybe not all there. Then the Taylor Swift thing happened, and that kind of confirmed all that. And then the divorce with Kim just really cemented that fact. 
Yeah. All right, guys, be honest with me. How close was he to becoming the president? Uh, so, Joe Exotic was closer to becoming the president. Yeah, I was going to say, we are, we will get to Mars faster than Kanye will ever get to be president. Good. That's how it should be. Can you name a shittier rapper for president than Kanye West? Wyclef Sean actually ran for president of Haiti. Did you say Coolio? Because I was going to use Coolio. Yeah, I was gonna say no, I said Wyclef Sean. No, I said Coolio. Kendo. Yeah. And that's only because he's deceased and you know, electing dead people presidents. I mean, this isn't the state of Missouri where you elect dead people to senator, okay? <laughs> what always works. Yeah, well, it did in that case. He, the, so to, to give you a little, if you want uh, the more you know thing. So in 2000, our incumbent governor, a gentleman named Mel Carnahan, was running for government or run, running for senator or from the state against a guy named Jim Talent, who my dad actually played Little League with. So there's that. And Talent was winning in the polls. Well, then one day on their way back from some kind of appearance or something like that, Mr. Carnahan's plane crashed about 10 miles away from Camp Kendo, present-day Camp Kendo. Not, you know, this Camp Kendo, the other, the real one, the flagship. And um, so then his wife decided she was going to run in his place because the ba- it was two weeks before election time. So they couldn't redo all the ballots, apparently. That's what they said. So his wife's like, I'm going to run in his place, and if he wins the election, I will serve in the Senate for him for two years. Well, wouldn't you know what happened here? The Simpy vote came out, and he went from trailing by like eight points to winning the fucking senator seat. So his wife went in there and was... So we elected a dead person because it wasn't his wife. It was him on the ballot. So we voted a dead man into the Senate. His wife served for two years. Turned out she was nothing but a puppet and did exactly what they were told to do and that she had no idea how to fucking be a governmental person whatsoever. And then in the rematch, two years later, she ran against the guy that her dead husband beat. He wiped the floor with her. So welcome to the state of Missouri, folks. the greatest story the greatest ending and the greatest best the more you know i've ever seen in my entire fucking life god you guys are you're the fucking best welcome to missouri folks mm-hmm. <laughs> we voted a dead man into the just because shit. of the simpy vote for his wife kendo <laughs> i got a great job for you um, you should become the missouri spokesman like tim allen is the michigan spokesman See, what do we call Because we don't have, like, we don't, that's the, I, I mean, I do it. I'm fine with doing it. I just don't know how we do it because, like, we don't have, like, pure Michigan. Like, we don't have billboards up for Missouri because nobody wants to fucking go there. And advertising to get people there would just be a bad idea because they, they see the, they see the news reports that come out about how, oh, yeah, go to St. Louis, you're liable to get carjacked, shot, and or both. And it's true. So it's like, oh, yeah, we're always in the, you know, St. Louis always makes, like, number one or two spot for, like, murder violence mayhem all that other good stuff so like trying to advertise to get people to come to missouri is just a fucking losing effort nobody wants to go there people are leaving that state the slogan should be something along the lines of come to missouri but avoid st louis Mm. missouri it's not just st louis missouri there are parts where you won't be robbed and shot 
Missouri. St. Louis is actually kind of like Chicago. Just don't go there. St. Louis. Avoid hey, our subways. You can find me in St. Louis. Yeah, Isn't Nelly from Nelly. St. Louis? He is. <laughs> like, that's... Is he the biggest thing to ever come out of that city? Fuck no. No, there, there are many more. N- Nelly's big, and he had hot in here, but they're athletes fucking you know, galore come out of Missouri. Yeah, like we've got way more than just Nelly. Uh, That's your slogan. We're... Missouri, we're more yeah. than just Nelly. <laughs> Which, that slogan would have worked really well like 20 years ago and Nelly was still like really relevant. But he ain't anymore, so like that slogan ain't gonna work as much anymore. Well, who's still relevant in the rap game from St. Louis, folks? Let us know in the chat. Uh, it's been years since we've—I um, don't even know what to fucking say. Repped a crew. I did dance with the stars. Didn't he put out two albums at once? One called Sweat and one called Suit. Yep, but I, mean, I had him, and it wasn't terrible. But you know, he was slowly on the decline at that point. But yeah. Yeah. So that was what, like, 04 when that came out? I'm trying to think. Yeah, what, about album, 04, what What album are you the most embarrassed that you ever purchased? The the most I ever purchased, most embarrassed. <sighs> I mean, I'm not really embarrassed by the... Um, fuck, man. You will be. You will be. Fuck, I don't know. I have to think about... Uh, Fuck, man. Yeah, even oh, I mean, I mean, embarrassed, embarrassed. I did buy what's um because of wrestling. I bought that fucking Limp Biscuit album. Ooh, that's an embarrassing one. So, but then I ended up giving it to it my too. sister when I realized I was buying a Limp Biscuit album. My answer is the John Cena album. Oh, even I didn't buy Ooh. that one. That's, that's, a, that's a buddy tough. of mine again. I burned it, but I never, I never bought it. I bought it, and then my friend burned a copy from that. <laughs> it should have been the other way around. Time is now. You know, he had one song called "Bad Bad Man." It was actually yes. legit. That was a pretty good song. I'm a bad bad man. Even in the streets, I remember. I'm a bad man. <laughs> Fucking album, yeah. dude. Jesus oh, Christ. Vince McMahon had himself my fucking Eminem and he rode that fucking pony until the wheels fell off. <laughs> Remember when Vince Fuck. was backstage and dropped the N-word? Oh yeah. To Booker T. Yeah. Listen, not the way I would have done it, but I you got I gotta give him credit for for being ballsy enough to try that shit. Holy shit. Especially when Booker T was known to, to be able to whoop a motherfucker's ass. This man had the gonads to do that shit. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You just said gonads. <laughs> that was the birth of Urag Vince. That, the dude was a menace. Mm-hmm. To society. And interns. And right. paralegals and young female talent. And just everybody else that had NDAs. And don't forget uh employer employees at tanning salons. True. Wait, who did Vince get a handy from at a tanning salon? He didn't. He uh you didn't hear that story? No. It's I'm fucking just... wild. Yeah. So uh 
and then Dion, correct me if I'm wrong with any of the details, but like he went to a tanning salon and decided he wanted to start like macking on the chick that was like working there. And mm-hmm. he just sent her a bunch of fucking dick pics and nudes that she never asked for. Yep. Yep. And then, and then, so like, I think it even wasn't her number. It was like the number to the, the tanning salon. It was the cell phone for the tanning salon or something. Too. Yeah. And he's sending it there. And so the, and she told her coworker who was like a 17, 18 year old kid that was working there. And he had to like chase, he had to fucking chase Vince McMahon off and like stand outside the door. And Vince was doing his Vince thing and trying to fucking intimidate the kid and shit. Yep. And he got fucking, he got stared down by a fucking barely a grown man. Yep. And then he like sat out in his car outside the fucking tanning salon and shit. And they were like, the dude was like, yeah, I'm not going to let him back in here. And like, he was like standing outside the door and he's like, I, I would be standing there. I'm like, and apparently they were staring at each other and shit. And it was a yeah. long time before Vince drove away. It was yeah, fucking then, weird, man. Yeah. And, it, and we're not talking like, you know, genetic jackhammer Vince McMahon from like 20, 25 years ago. We're talking like old wrinkly balls, Vince McMahon from like the last couple of years. Yeah, like weirdly muscular old dude, Vince McMahon. Like even yep. if he was at his height of his powers that day, that kid is kicking his ass. Yep. And he's trying to stare this fucking kid down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, how do you think Vince is going to go? Heart attack. Yeah, I, I, I'd say heart attack for sure. I think it's going to be something cooler. Like what? I say Vince McMahon. Uh, I say Vince McMahon dies in some kind of like motor vehicle accident with him driving like, because he's notoriously a terrible driver. He goes super fast. I say he goes out like that. I can see it. I can yeah, see it. Yeah, I mean, that could happen too. Like, no, he's going to take away my license. God damn it. <laughs> Driving for sixty years. I was a fucking take away my license and tell me how to drive. God damn it! Pull me over, give me a speeding ticket. Fuck you! I'm Vince man. Uh, I could just, I could just listen to Kendo doing Vince and saying, "God damn it!" Oh, God like damn that, it. You know. Listen to a laugh. At him. <laughs> fucking loves it. God damn it. He's just fucking cracking up. <laughs> I think I like Joseph Pianowicz's answer. The Kita lion sitting on Vince's face. Fade the black. God damn it. Can you see that? Oh my god, those cheeks. So big. The Kita lions. Oh my god. The only thing thicker uh, than the Kita lions. Is the bowl of oatmeal I had for breakfast? God damn it! <laughs> I thought it was cream of wheat, Vince. Ever since they took the black eye off of it, I'm not interested. I get it. God damn it! I just had to watch a video of Nikita Lions wrestle. Who is this, Dakota Kai? I don't care who it is. Nikita Lions wins. 
Yeah, she she's not in she's not in WWE under contract because of her wrestling ability. I can assure you. Oh shit! You sure about that, oh, Kendo? So I'm pretty fucking positive she's not there because of her wrestling ability. I'd put money on that too. Maybe we'll interview her one day for the show and she'll be like, hey, I heard you guys say I wasn't in wrestling because of my wrestling ability. I mean, you're right, I did. And be like, first I'm surprised you listened to that many fucking episodes there, Nakia. So uh, good job with that shit. But also, you and I both know that that's true. <laughs> we follow you on Instagram. I stand by that statement. It's like, yo, you, it was PG when they were talking about showing off your ass. Mm-hmm. So just just keep take that into fucking consideration, madam. Yeah, well, I'd be like, let's 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 not act like we're surprised by any of the revelations that we've had here today. Mm-mm. Well, she's living her gimmick very well. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander the Great says Vince will hook up with Nyla Rhodes. Is that his death? That'd kill him. <laughs> <laughs> that might do the job, at least. Yeah. Once once Nyla drops trow and. That big old hog comes dangling down. Vince might just start fucking. It'd be like that image when uh, was it? Tori was stripping and he like goes cross-eyed because it's like that that gif and he falls backwards in the chair. Oh, it's like that. Oh, Stacy Keeler. It'd be like that, except for it's because he actually had a stroke. Listen, after all that fucking work he had done, his goddamn face it already looks like he has a stroke. We might not be able to tell the difference. (laughs) It's true. Because I remember it was right after he'd been gone for a while, and he was on there fucking, we take, we, I think we were talking about it in the chat, we were like, yo, what the fuck? Vince looks fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think it was. That was the I Triple H thing. Yeah, dude. It was like Triple H's yeah. birthday party or something or another, and he came yeah, out. Yeah, whatever. Like, ah, fuck. I love you. You're, you're, the, you're the best. God damn it. <laughs> And you know, just the look that like his like face didn't move. He looked like so a corpse. Weird. It's like motherfucker, you didn't have those cheeks twenty years ago. You didn't have a lot. Oh, of where'd you come get all that cheek and not the fun cheeks, Vince? Don't fucking lie to me, old man. So, you mean uh, Jeff. Yes. Uh, back to the NFL drama. So the commies won tonight, twelve to seven, behind a touchdown from a guy whose first game was tonight because he missed the earlier part of the season because he was shot in a robbery. Wait, yeah. seriously? Yeah. yeah. Who got, got shot? shot in the leg twice during training camp. Yeah, during training camp, like <laughs> what right training camp shoot started. you. No, no. Somebody the tried one to... is in DC. Yeah. Well, oh, I thought we were that, back in yeah. St. Louis. Sorry. No, but that could happen there too. <laughs> yeah, so no, please during training camp. He got shot in the legs and in the ass. <laughs> and it didn't stop him from making it. No. no, God damn, it was good. dude. The NFL is just having a wild fucking year. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. At least oh, it's God. somewhat entertaining. This motherfucker got, <laughs> this motherfucker got shot in the leg twice. <laughs> he scored like of all the shit that happened in the NFL, they're like, oh, yeah. And we had a, we had a uh, fucking rookie almost fucking get shot to death <laughs> on his way to training camp. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. fuck, man. What the fuck is going on this year? Jesus Christ. Fucking Russell Wilson is trying to sell shitty kid footballs and shit. Oh, what is happening? Geno Smith is actually weirdly doing well. Yeah, that's oh, that, that's me. an anomaly and a half. 
Devontae Adams is trying to fight fucking cameraman. Yeah, that happened the other night. And then his acting. I'm completely... so mad I fell asleep at the end of that game because I was like, I'd have laughed my ass off seeing that live. Just a fucking five foot nine fucking dude who, you know, just fucking working a nine to five. His anxiety works for the NFL. And he fucking stupidly just tries to get to the other side of the tunnel. And Devontae Adams just Long shoves thing. you to the fucking ground. Yep. Like, what the fuck, man? Well, he is suing him right now. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, fucking he's pressing charges. apparently going to try to press charges, too. Yeah. Think he'll win? Oh, fuck. I mean, it's clear as day. I mean, the charges won't stick. They'll probably drop it. He'll plead out something else, and he'll probably make a settlement with the guy. Because you know the Raiders' PR team was hard at work because Devontae Adams had a statement released within the hour, like apologizing for it. It's like he didn't write that. He went to the locker room, fumed, showered, got dressed, fumed some more, got really angry, probably didn't look at his phone, and then proceeded to get on the team bus to go to the airport. So there's no way he actually wrote that himself. The PR team was hard at work. Even the way he said it, he was just like, I just want, you know, I, I bumped into him or whatever. Like, you know, for damn, they were like, please read this. We can't take this shit no more. We're still dealing with Gruden's bullshit. Our owner's still a fucking weirdo. Just, just, just read this in the locker yeah. room. Please. We completely just collapsed on Monday Night Football to our hated rivals. And then you shove a little cameraman down to the floor. We can't be <laughs> having this stuff. Stop it. It's like what the fuck is wrong? I, we're mad that we lost the game. We lost the game too. Fuck, we are the Raiders. But get, can you just fucking pull? Can get you off not the gas. Commit assault. God damn, man. Oh, it's so funny. And bonus round. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell knocked out Adrian Peterson earlier this year. <laughs> oh yeah, there's that too. Two former we NFL got players. Le'Veon Bell's trying to box now. Like, what the fuck is happening? And and what to add to that, some doing? extra layers to you, Jeff. The one the guy that got knocked out, Adrian Peterson, I believe spent either time in jail or was suspended by the NFL. He faced some problems because he beat his kid with a switch. Literally. Like not the game Nintendo? switch, but oh no, like the had him go cut a switch off of a fucking bush and then proceeded to beat his ass with it. Yeah. And Damn. then the guy that the guy that knocked him out completely sat out an entire year of the season because he wanted more money, proceeded to get said contract, and was awful after. Yep. So yep. and during that time, he got robbed by two call girls at his fucking one of his condos. <laughs> He brought him home, and then he fucked him, and then he went to the gym and left them in his house, and they fucking robbed him. Yeah, I forgot about what that an one. idiot. Lady, Le- Le- listen, he go green. He's an MSU alum, but he was never known as a very smart man. And <laughs> holy shit, that might be my favorite part of the Le'Veon Bell story. Is after all that shit, he got robbed by two escorts. Dion. You and I are Michigan State alums. Have our asses ever been robbed by prostitutes or escorts? Nope, because nope, we sure as hell ain't bringing two escorts home and then leaving them in our fucking houses when we go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, like no. Charlie Sheen says, you pay them to leave. Oh, yeah. my God. That still makes me fucking laugh. Oh, my God. He's like, yeah, I can. <laughs> he, he, they come home drunk as fuck. He, you know, he splashes them with some, with some DNA. He goes, yeah, I can trust them. I, I'll be right back. I like how that that's how you describe sex. Ah, I splash it with some DNA. That's it. 
which was funny because and usually Steeler fans can be pains in the ass, right? But they were like, yo, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like everyone, and he was like, don't worry, Steelers Nation. And then he left, and when he played like shit for the Jets, it was the funniest. Everyone's like, ah, good thing we got John Connor. Thanks for all the memories, Bell. See you, buddy. back from the future? LB, later. And that motherfucker can barely write on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He almost got a Super Bowl ring with the Chiefs because the Chiefs did bring him in for a cup of coffee and the big time. And uh, Ooh, yeah. he was definitely not what he used to be. Nope. And that's not even counting the AB stuff that happened this week <laughs> with his mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> I will tell you this Sunday night. The one thing that, you know, calmed me down from the game was seeing that tweet from Antonio Brown. Dude, I broke. I was laughing, like, hysterically into my pillow for, like, five minutes. Listen, not only gems of, like, that tweet this past week, but we get things like the Antonio Brown translator Twitter handle. Oh, I have not seen Twitter in the world is every time Antonio Brown tweets, the dude running the translator... Antonio Brown translator Twitter will translate it to like normal English. That's awesome. I got to check that out. Jeff, check our chat. You'll see the tweet. Yeah. The, the tweet. Oh, that's him. I've seen that before. <laughs> that's my favorite team. Yeah, folks, we can't post it. We'll get canceled. Yeah, just sorry. Go look up, just go to Twitter, look up at four, and you'll see just, it. Just show it for a little bit. It's so funny. It's we put it somewhere, not on our Twitter necessarily. Right, right, right. <laughs> this dude is my new He's hero. fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and the that all started after that game against the Bengals. <laughs> Listen, that's still one of the craziest games, and I've to see the Bengals shoot themselves in the foot, mm-hmm. I, I just it, I still shake my head. But goddamn, dude, just seeing, oh, my God, fucking Vontez convict blowing blowing a playoff win for his team, you know, trying to fucking murder. I saw there was a tweet after he tweeted this. When I, when I saw it on Monday, someone's like, yeah, that, that CTE he got from Vontez Perfect really fucked him up. Yep. He was never that the same again. lost his goddamn mind. Yeah, he's, yeah, I was going to say he's. Never been the same since Vontez. Fuck my job. Perfect. Destroy <laughs> his brain. Vontez, so, I'll do a night inside. Perfect. Fucking tried to fucking decapitate him. Oh, Jesus. It now, was fucked up. What? Like the, He tried to fucking kill AB, and that motherfucker done lost his marbles ever since. Yeah, he has not been the same since that concussion. Listen, he... Now, let's listen, check in with the... All right, let's check in with the audience because we got uh, some people waiting. We'll probably end up making this show a little shorter than usual, guys. So, uh, John Thomas, thank you very much. We already read yours. Xavier to God has a game of Fuck, Mary Kill for us, guys. Grand Theft Auto, Bully, and Red Dead Redemption. Oh. Well, I'm marrying Red. This is the whole franchise, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm marrying Red Dead Redemption, fucking bully, and ah, 
And yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Grand Theft Auto. Mine is the exact same because Bully is so much fun. It's essentially Grand Theft Auto, but you're a prep school kid just beating the shit out of bullies. It's so much fun. Yep. And then Red Dead is just getting to live in the old west, which would be cool shit. So I'm taking yeah, I'm I'm with Dion. I'll answer, let's see. I will marry Grand Theft Auto because I'll marry Grand Theft Auto because GTA San Andreas and five are a lot of fun, and three and Vice City. I'll marry Red Dead Redemption and I'll or I'll fuck Red Dead Redemption and kill Bully. Even though I own all of these games from these franchises, I I and I like Bully. It just only goes because of process of elimination, not really uh because it's bad. I'm actually surprised we never got a bully too. I am too. Apparently, they were gonna they, one had been planned, but just never got uh, through uh, pre-production. I guess. Yeah, because I bought that game the day it came out. I was I remember it plain as day. I was sitting at home watching TV, and one of the news things came on, and they were complaining about it because people were like marching, not marching, but they were like complaining about it. They're like, oh, it glorifies school violence, and so they showed some of the gameplay. It's like you essentially take the role of a you know of. 15 year old prep school kid where you go around and it just showed him like beating the shit out of these other kids i'm like holy shit that looks like fun so i immediately got in the car drove to best buy bought it on playstation 2 and yeah my sister bought it and then hillary played it. she got it again she just played it she's just been playing it again with the playstation plus shit Mm -hmm. so yeah i fucking yeah man that, that that game I remember when they would show the commercials for it and shit back when Rockstar had dope commercials. Yeah, man. Great time. Great game. And I played it. I currently am playing it on Xbox. I got the the remaster. It's fun. Like I said, yeah. it's just it only gets eliminated because other other things are I like them more. So there you go, folks. If you never heard of Bully, check it out. It's uh this is the mobile version, so we don't really want to talk about the mobile version, but it's a fun fighting game. I like when you can beat the shit out of the random passerbys in the, the, uh, the yeah. hallways. The be- I always the get best where, Oh, yeah, me too. The best is where you learn the wrestling move where you can fucking, like, take them down and then fucking knee drop them in the balls. So, yep. like, that's... Yep. I, would ju- I would just run around just fucking knee dropping people in the balls. You grab them, you, you can grab a kid, and you just, you know, fucking lock them up, and you slam them against the wall, and you hit the... You tap the button, and you fucking slam them in the wall and knee them in the balls. <laughs> I'm gonna go so play that later. Fun. Oh god! Even fucking almost twenty years later, I still play that. Every once in a while, I go back and play that game, and I just laugh my ass off at it. So much fun! Get it? It's on Game Pass, or no? It wasn't on oh, Game I know. Pass. I bought it. Yeah, no, I bought it too because I've owned that game on PlayStation Two, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty when the remastered uh, Scholarship Edition came out, and then I bought it again for the Xbox One. So. It's one of those things that I enjoy it so much, I don't mind keep paying for it repeatedly. Dude, I have San Andreas on so many fucking... I got it on PS2, PS3, PS4, PC, mobile. I would gladly buy San Andreas. I had on Xbox Series X the remaster, which was bullshit. But like when they work, I will happily hmm. buy those classic Rockstar Grand Theft Auto games on any system. Those <laughs> games are really great. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Bully? No. Uh, no. 
somebody in the chat mentioned how dark it is. It's got like Nick Stahl. I think they accidentally kill a kid. It's like a group of teenagers that accidentally kill one of their friends. And then they have to like hide the body. Let me look that up to make sure. I know it's got Nick Stahl in it and I've seen it. Uh, yeah, so as Bobby Kent lay bleeding on July in July 1993, he calls out for help uh, and then mercy from his friends, whatever. Um, I, I guess they, it's based on the murder of Bobby Kent, so it's a true story. Check it out; it's it's dark. It's Brad I Renfro and a couple oh, other actors. Uh, up next, we had one from our friend. Uh, Headcase Laboratory says, hey guys, if you get a chance, you should check out Eric July's Ripaverse comic, Isom Number 1. Well, WCBS has been uh, very happy for the success of Eric July's comic, Isom Number 1. So folks, you've heard us talk about it for a while now. We've had a couple people close to the project on the channel. Hell, we've had Young Ripa himself on this channel before. So we're always happy when another creator has success. And uh, folks, always support the independent stuff because that's how you make it go from the independent stuff to the mainstream stuff. We've been doing that for years. We talk about Stealing Solo, Wokebusters, and Tits and Art, and we have other projects in the hopper. So what you do is when people talk about their projects, click those links, spread the word, and let people know. Because you guys want better art, you want better entertainment, that's exactly how we do it, together. TLJ Screwjob says, listening in bed before sleep and had to jump back in. Leox Giasi is an anagram for Leo, Leo X is gay. Ernst Rome was gay, head of SA. Heh, <laughs> rhymes. I remember that back in the day when uh, one of the channels broke it down as an anagram for Leo the Tenth is gay. It was uh it is what it is that that game or sorry that book series, and uh, we were never going to support it. Adam Wofford is next, but Watchmen of Yah. This is a great question, guys. So take a minute to think about it. Name your top five favorite wrestler intro songs. Ooh, yeah. Let me get. I'm gonna take. Hold. On, let me pull up my notepad real quick, and I'm gonna write this down. Actually, I mean, five. top five, top of my head. Definitely break down, break down the walls. That original version. Good one. Um, obviously, the the stone. I say the Stone Cold theme. Yeah, the glass shattering. That original Stone Cold theme. Um. Um. The Rock, Hollywood Rock, his theme. Um, um, fuck, ran out my the bottom. The other two of my top five. Gotta go with Slow Chemical, Kane, and then um, I got oof. The final one. I gotta go with Light Cheat and Steel. I fucking that, Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's, that rounds out my I fucking love that entrance there. Okay. Um top five. So the not the first Undertaker theme, but the second one. Because I don't know, as a kid I just fucking loved it. Uh Owen Hart's fucking little ditty of a song he had. That's always so upbeat and fun. Oh, Shawn Michaels, you cannot go wrong with Sexy Boy. Uh -huh. Boy, um, toy. Yeah. I'll make uh, your ankle hurt. <laughs> Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, then I got to go with... 
I just had it in my head and I lost it. Ah, fuck, I don't remember where it was at now. Uh, Kevin Owens' theme is fucking awesome. I really like that. That's that's one that's on my like workout playlist because it just will fucking pump you up and just get you to go fucking just yeah, let's fucking lift these weights and punch this bag. Shit, I don't remember. I had one that I was like, oh yeah, that that one I have to include. That oh, Triple H is the game because I fucking like Motorhead and that song is nice. just awesome. That's a good one. That is a yeah. damn good. So I had a couple written down real quick, but then I was really going for my favorite favorites. So I like slow chemical. That would make my list. The game would make my list. Cause those are two songs that I actually listen to quite a bit. Um, I really like the NWO theme. That's a fun yep. one to just kind of walk around to throw your hands up and two sweet people. But uh, my second favorite is burning my light. Randy Orton's old theme song. I wish yep. I would have never got rid of that. That was awesome back in the day. Orton hates it. I know. Yep. That's why, why they got rid I was of just it. like, oh, you can't have perfect taste. Have you ever heard of the uh, alternate version of it? Nope. I did recently. I, I like the one that they used, but I wasn't totally against the alternate one. It wasn't my favorite, though. I, I like the original. The alternate's fine. I wish that would have been what he'd switched to was the alternate one because it's like slower and meaner. It sounds more like a heel theme. Fucking mm-hmm. just take out the lyrics. Because you don't really need the repetitive, hey, nothing you can say. But the music itself was much... It was more music than Randy Orton's voices theme, which is literally... Dun, 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 like, over and over again as the guy talks. He doesn't even sing over it. And then he... Yeah. Whatever. So, I don't like voices that much. I thought that was a, st- a downgrade. But uh, I'll be biased. My favorite's The Rocks from the year 99 to 2000. The one that was in, like, every video game. The one that he went back and yep. used at WrestleMania 20 after all those years of Hollywood Rock. Anytime I hear it, I'm just like, oh, shit. I smell it. So that's my favorite. Got a lot of good ones in the chat. Uh, Xavier to God likes slow chemical and voices. Ah, Christian's theme. I forgot. Just close your that, eyes. That's that, one of that's my, my favorites. That's my top ten. The, the, Same. Yeah, Kill Switch Engage version is the one I like more. Oh, you liked it over the waterproof blonde version? Yep. Oh, you know what? Shit. Now that you said it out loud, I think I like Waterproof Blonde more. I take it back. I, I like Waterproof Blonde more. God, that's such a... Dude, Edge's theme, Metalingus is great. One of a kind for Rob Van Dam. There's like a weird uh, window of time where every wrestler has their best theme song. So it was like going to a wrestling dude, show. It was like going to a concert. I, I am, dude. Those, the, you know, WWE, you know, Volume 1, the music. You know, oh, obviously yeah. the Uncaged series I think is... You know, probably one of the only good things to come out of the this, you know, the PG era. But dude, I fucking Agreed. those those fucking those albums were fucking dope, dude. They were so fucking cool. Ah, you know who gets an honorable mention for me? Two wrestlers hmm. that I I like. One of them, and one of them, I don't like this gimmick. So Asuka, I think she has a great theme song. Uh, yeah, especially for the modern wrestling stuff, because a lot of these are garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, ironic—not even ironic choice. I just really love Stardust's theme song. For as dumb as Stardust was, that music was great. Yeah, it, you know, it, I, you really got me into Stardust because even though we were fucking complaining <laughs> about it, like I thought it was stupid, and then I was like, God damn it! Like I do like this theme a lot, <laughs> and it's, I, I started liking Stardust specifically because of you, Jeff. Yeah. But another another one for me is. I fucking love Glorious, Bobby Roode's theme. I fucking love the shit out of it. Oh, yeah, and you then, do. And 
Um, I fucking that was my ringtone for the longest time. And then here lately, the fucking Usos. Th- that day one, I fucking love that theme. Their gimmick going from like Wild Simone Jr. to like I might be in jail or might not be in jail has been a very popular switch. Which is actually a how little. Black the Usos were. I was gonna say it's extremely on the nose too, considering both of them should have spent some time in jail for their, you know, glug glug vroom vroom behavior. Right, Look, and Uncle then the fact Jimmy that they still got out. tag team championships after one of them got popped for DUI. We that literally was... called that too. We were sitting there in your living room, and I said, "Dude, they're gonna put the belts on them literally right after they got DWI." And you're like, "And I guarantee you that one, the, whichever one it was that just got arrested two days previous, is gonna get the get the winning pinfall." And sure enough, that fucking yep. happened. Yep. yep. Other, Dion and I just both looked at each other. I was like, and just shrugged. I was like, fuck. Of course it happened. It must be nice to be related to The Rock. Damn right. Did I tell you guys what my wrestling-related purchase was this week? No. Let me make sure I get my camera on real quick, because I'll show you guys. I bought a Chris Benoit action figure. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> now you just got to get a little mini Bowflex. Uh, jokes on oh, you. It's already on the way. Oh, nice. So I was hanging out with uh, a friend of mine. He was in the chat earlier. Enrique. He calls me up. He's like, "Hey, uh, the other week you about going out on Monday." So he picks me up and we hit up some vintage toy stores. We hit some comic book shops and then we hit lunch in a couple other places. And he his his haul was awesome. He picked up a a two thousand. I want to say it's like an 06 or an 05 Legacy Collection X Wing in the box for eighty dollars. Now the box was destroyed to hell, but everything was perfect inside. I regret not buying it, but I don't have the space for it right now. But I picked up uh, Dion. You'll laugh. I picked up three wrestling figures. Uh, Chris Benoit is one of them. I got the Big Show. <laughs> and I got this old ass Triple H. I mean, look at that fucking face. <laughs> when they made him fucking. 20 pounds skinnier and toy version? Yeah. Well, you can't sculpt steroids on the body, so you just don't. That's right. It's time to take the fucking shot! Mm-hmm. Dun dun Oh, man. I, I had so much fun this week, though. Uh, shout out to Enrique. So, uh, Watchmen of Yaw, that was an amazing question. Folks, clearly you know um, how to get us going. Now, Adam Wofford, thank you very much. Three ways Vince will die. One, he dies from trying to reach M10 and prototype jet plan. Two, trying to reach his deepest point in the ocean. Three, <laughs> hanging out with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Listen, it's a possibility. Or Lamar Odom. Yeah. Uh, Adam Wofford also requests a 30 and a 31. So where is a 30 at? Oh, hold on, that's a lot of scrolling. Here we go. Did you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit. Jamie, pull that video up. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Splashdown. It's the new show from wrestling. And then you also asked for number 31. Oh, gross. No wonder Nick's not here. Yeah, I know. Nick, you're going to pay tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Xavier to God says, name your favorite wrestler from each WWE era. 
like every era because that's a lot. Well, hold on. I'll break since he said each. Let's do it like this. We'll do rock and wrestling, new generation, attitude, ruthless aggression, PG. All right. So okay. let me see w, the eras of WWE. Let's break it down. Break it down. Okay, so according to this, yeah, there's Capital Wrestling Corporation, 1953 to 63. None of us were alive. Then there was the WWWF, which was 63 to 80. Again, nothing. None of us were alive. Transition. I don't even know what that meant. And then the Golden Era, New Generation. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, that works. So rock and roll, golden, give me macho man. <clears throat> uh, new Era. Gotta go with, I mean, fuck. Um, I mean, you know what? New era. I'm gonna just stick with Owen Hart. Yeah. Um, attitude. Obviously, Stone Cold. Ruthless aggression. Um, give me. Ooh. Ruthless, give me oh fuck. Uh I'ma still I'ma stick with Y2J during Ruthless. And then uh PG if I gotta fucking pick. Um, um if I gotta pick out of PG, give me since technically it counts, give me Kevin Owens. Good list. Mm-hmm. Thank okay, you. Okay, so golden era. <clears throat> oh shit, golden era. So since it counts, I'm gonna take the Undertaker in that one because that's at the tail end mm-hmm. of the golden era. But I fucking love that original iteration of the Undertaker, and then the purple one was just fine. Then he became the Underbiker, and I wasn't as big into him. New generation era. Got to go with Owen Hart, even though Brett's like a close second. Attitude era. Everyone's going to take Stone Cold. I'm going to stick with Owen since he's like my favorite all time. Still uh, counts. Ruthless Aggression is when I was out of it. But if, when I've gone back to watch, I'm going to go ahead and just stick with Jericho because he's like in my top five all time. PG era, I'm going to take Danielson. Or well, he was Daniel Bryan then. And then anything that it came after that, I would just go ahead and stick with Daniel Bryan because – after he retired, I didn't really have another wrestler. It was just always him. And it's a shame that he's on AEW doing absolutely nothing because they suck. Okay, so I don't want to be too redundant, but from the golden era of rock and wrestling, I got to go Macho Man. Hulk Hogan's, I think I like Hulk. Hulk Hogan's like more of a personal favorite, but Macho Man is so good that I can't allow myself as a wrestling fan to not pick Macho Man. I mean, his promos were better than Hogan's. His matches oh, yeah. were better than Hogan's. Literally everything that the Macho Man, that Hogan could do, the Macho Man could do better and did do better. You can just say that Macho Man was better than Hulk Hogan. Nobody's going to disagree with you here. Fine. Macho Man's better than Hulk Hogan. Uh, from the new generation era, I'm going to go Shawn Michaels. He's one of my all-time favorites. Ooh, He's not thing. my favorite in that era. If we're trying to pick like, we're trying to pick our favorite like during that era or just in general from that era. Cause like, I don't really like new generation that much. So I'm going to pick Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I was thinking of that era, a favorite of that era. Uh, Attitude era goes to the rock hands down favorite of all time. 
Ruthless Aggression. Rob Van Dam. I love RVD. He's my third or fourth favorite of all time, so that's kind of hard not to pick him. Uh, after the Ruthless Aggression era, what do we get? Is that PG? Um, mm-hmm. I want to say Orton, but Daniel Bryan is kind of... Like, if there's an era after Orton's, then I'm going to go Daniel Bryan because I was so invested in the 2014 WrestleMania storyline, the whole fucking yes movement. You know, Dion, you weren't as into it as I was. You used to give me shit. I used to give you shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I fucking love that uh, Daniel Bryan story. So I like Kendo. He's probably the last wrestler that I got emotionally invested in. I've been to multiple wrestle. I've been to every WrestleMania, you know, since all this shit happened, since he won the belts. But nothing has left me that excited uh, since then. I mean, Seth Rollins cashing in was cool. That was a great moment. But we were all there for the Yes Movement. So yeah, that's dude. it. And I I mean, I like Matt Riddle for the modern age. But I don't like him anywhere near as much as I like Brian or any of these other guys moving backwards. So uh, after that one, our friend Dr. Coffinale says, I know we already did this, but just a thought of this one the other day. The living are not done with you yet. You little bitch. (laughs) You can always add you little bitch here on the channel, folks. I guess we forgot to do word of the day this week. Shit. Oh, no. Um, The word of the day is butthole. There you go, folks. Do it how you will. (laughs) Uh, But thank you, Dr. Coffin Nails. Watchman of Yah says, okay, worst intro song. Uh, Anything from WCW that was a blatant ripoff. Um, I gotta go with that. Sin Cara's entire entrance in general was just so fucking bad. shitty lighting, and oh. yeah, and they refused to turn the lights back to normal during his fucking matches. Yeah, you know, times that he would fucking botch it, which would be fucking hilarious. Which was every it was match. Just weird. Let's get let's let's go hard on the PG thing and try to get kids in the wrestling, and it flops so fucking hard. Yeah. <sighs> Roman Reigns continuing to use the the Shield theme even after the Shield broke up. I'll give you that. Yeah. Put that on the list. That was fucking terrible. Yeah, everything to do with Sin Bacha. Uh, Jericho's fucking ripoff of Even Flow. Hmm. <laughs> or was Raven? No, Raven was Even Flow. Jer- what the fuck was Jer- no, Jericho? No, Jericho was the- Even Flow. Okay, because the Raven had the Even Flow DDT, I believe. Yeah, pretty much every WCW theme that was just a ripoff of somebody else's that can go on the list. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to think. I'm trying to think of some other ones that were just awful. Oh, okay. Every generic Asian, like every Asian wrestler like Taka and Funaki and everything that had that generic fucking Japanese chopsticks music. Yep. So, yeah, so every Asian wrestler that had to come out to that, we'll put that on the list. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of one. I'm trying to think of another one. I can't think of anybody that had, like, a just a fucking terrible thing. Oh, Bastion Booger. That was just, like, the weird, like, groans and burp sounds. That was awful. You know, Kendo, those are all great, terrible ones. The one that gives me an actual headache is the right to censor theme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That warning. Yeah. 
Warning. Dude, and they, the I thing is, the they ended up winning. Different. Yeah, but they won. Yeah. <laughs> it's been censored. Yeah, they Wait, fucking I... won, man. Let's see. What else did we have from our listeners? Oh, he wanted a, a, fi- a number five random button, please. You got it. Ask and you shall. Oh, uh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Oh, back to the good themes. Honorable mention to Val Venus's porn sacks. Hello, ladies. <laughs> fucking Loudy loves that fucking theme. Loudy is that theme. Yeah. <laughs> my boy. Oh my god, stars. Mighty Nick! Thank you. The Jesse and Festus theme sucked. Biscuits and gravy. Yep, that one was terrible. Made me mad. Fucking a. One, the whole gimmick being one of them is mentally handicapped. The other one's just a fucking dumbass. Yeah. Running around the whole fucking time. Biscuits and gravy! So, Bleacher Report... Right it does sound really... I'm hungry myself, so... I haven't eaten anything yet today. Like, literally, I ate so much crap yesterday, I was like, I'm just gonna fast a little bit, and then the show started, and all I drank was coffee, so... Yay. I'm rec- I, I need to stop eating cheeseburgers every day, Dion. Yeah, <laughs> eventually it'll catch up to you. Need some fiber. It don't sound too terrible. Strawberries are packed with fiber. Uh, Darian two and seven, thank you for your very generous super chat. He says this past Tuesday's High Council show was awesome. Must listen for everyone. Thank you. Includes explanation of why escapist media is needed. It's worth sharing with everyone that doesn't understand why we reject woke remake and bullshit. Thank you, uh, Darian217, for the nice words. But, folks, I was joined with by Literature Devil, uh, UCast, as well as uh, Fatal J, and we had an awesome time. The conversation, thank you, Darian. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun show, and I, I enjoyed listening myself. Sometimes, folks, when you have a show with me on it and I don't say as much as I normally do, it's because I'm enjoying the conversation. And those guys uh, together, well, we had some... Uh, I thought we had a great show. So, folks, go back and check that one in the archives. And this Tuesday, we will have Echo Base Network. If you have more recommendations for people you want to see us stream with, just let us know. You can email us. You can shoot us a Twitter message. Or you can uh, find us on our new platforms. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We are everywhere you want us to be. Yeah. This gets engraver. Maybe a man. Man. Uh, Xavier to God, thank you very much. Here are my top five wrestlers of all time from age three to now. One, John Cena. Two, Randy Never. Orton. Three, Kane. Four, Rey Mysterio. Five, The Undertaker. Nice. Mm. I feel like you would be a big fan of 2009 wrestling. Because yep. that's like SVR09 right there. Do you remember we used to play that shit? Play the shit out of that game. Yeah. So much. Uh, and finally, Xavier to God says, favorite newcomer to WWE from Golden Era and after? Like, newcomer? What do you mean, like? Like when they debuted? I guess. Because I would give you the same answer for a lot of those people, like, yeah. from, you know. I mean, from, from like, from the, um, from that new to attitude I mean, in terms of transition, I guess I gotta go 
you know, my favorite transition from those two is Austin and HBK. I mean, that yeah. that's a great transition from Golden to New Generation. Probably Macho Man still. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one, Jeff. Macho Man transitioned the best from attitude to ruthless aggression. Uh, probably Kurt Angle is my favorite transitioning. I mean, the, only re- the biggest reason why I like him transitioning over Jericho is you had like the goofy Olympic medalist. I drink milk to be in, you know, my fucking head's bald and I just beat motherfuckers up and I'm the wrestling machine. Like that transition was cool as shit. Um, and then ruthless to fucking PG. I guess I, I mean, specifically with that, I think I'm going to stick with, Jericho, like that dude, stay has managed to stay relevant and be be Jericho in every fucking area. I got that that one is probably the best. Even with going the PG, he was still doing Jericho level shit. You know, especially you know punching Shawn Michaels' wife in the fucking face. I was there for that. I'm just yep. gonna say Maven for all of it. Mm-hmm. That's only fine. What I'm about like, you, you? What about you, Raisin? Yeah. Because I'm like, I was going Maven myself. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't, I don't think I completely understand. So I'm just gonna say Maven. I mean, he drop kicked the Undertaker out of the Royal Rumble. He's wonderful. So yeah, yeah. And then the, and then the Undertaker proceeded to like destroy his brain. Hey, if only he could cut a fucking promo, Maven would have been a big deal. But that dude couldn't cut a promo to save his fucking life. Oh, should have cut his eyebrows. Oof, shit. I'm joking. I actually like Maven Huffman. He was fine. So, guys, I think we've reached the end of tonight's episode. Without Nick, it ran a little shorter, but uh, the audience seemed to have a good time. Is there anything mm. else you guys would like to say before we go? Uh, yes, Watchmen of Yeah. I am for sure, for sure going to stream uh, God of War because I do want uh, – you know what? And we may even stream the other guy because that comes out the end of this year. So, you know what? We, we're going to get back on to Twitch. WCBS, follows on Twitch. Hillary and I are going to get back on there. Uh, and probably, yeah, to the build up to God of War, try to play some scary shit for October. Our goal is to get back into it pretty, pretty heavily in the coming weeks. So to answer your question the long way, yes, 100%. That is the plan. There we go. Uh, we have another super chat from our friend Darian217 that says, Hey, Dion, are you excited for the WrestleMania meetup? We're under six months now. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, yes, no, I am excited. You know, this is we we've wanted to make this kind of like a big ass, you know, family trip. You know, the show, you know, you know, getting 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 the wifey out there, hanging out with my people. I cannot fucking wait for WrestleMania. You know, Hillary's got a job now where she can take time off. I'm I'm fucking pumped, man. Then it's you know, obviously like, you know, they're leaking the whole Rock Roman Reigns thing. I'm excited, man. Fucking, you know, go out to California, get rowdy, go to a wrestling show, come back, stay rowdy. Meet all the fans. Meet all you guys. Do some do some shit that we are luckily going to get away with. I'm in. Let's go. Damn right. Uh, Darian217, I'm looking forward to the event as well. Sorry, Dion. This came from Darian as well. Xavier to God, thank you very much. Uh, this is a fun one, guys. We just have to pick out of these four wrestling themes. Voices. Okay, we're going to do verses. So, voices or I walk alone. 
I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just go with I walk alone. Same. Slow chemical or this fire that burns? Slow chemical. Slow chemical as well. One of a kind or no more words? Ooh, one of a kind. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I got to say, though, uh, Jeff Hardy's thing, No More Words, is a pretty good theme. Yeah. And then number four, Broken Dreams Are Written in My Face. Written in My Face. Who was Broken Dreams? That's um, Goldust. Yeah. Oh. Uh... Oh, wait, no, that's Drew McIntyre. That out of time, so say goodbye. The first one. Um, I'll go with written in my face because I didn't like Drew McIntyre back then. Oh, fucking nobody liked Drew McIntyre back then. No, Vince did. Yeah, and Seamus, say what you will, Seamus has been like consistently like above average for everything he's ever done, even when he's had shitty programs. Mm -hmm. And his themes have always been kind of cool. Yeah. I've been loving this wrestling chat. I wish we had enough to just do our own wrestling show each and every week. That'd be a lot of fun. Then we have to wrestling. We could bring back Ring Rust. <laughs> Five people have asked since yesterday. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, folks, we are going to put this baby to bed. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for watching us. We'll be back on Saturday with a new video. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, go over and check out titsandart.com. Back in that book helps support the channel, helps us grow, helps us get our stuff out there. So be a part of that big change, and uh, we keep on growing. we got more people today, and we only have nine days left to back. I'll be sharing some more of the art on social media. And um, you guys have seen that one very elaborate piece, the one that's like the woman facing sideways, facing sideways with all the stuff behind her. I'm excited for the audience to see that one. That one took a while. It's fucking cool as shit, man. Thank you. I'm excited to send that out to everybody. So, folks, be on the lookout for that. Uh, You already know what to do. Go to titsandart.com for more. But in the meantime, folks, uh, we'll be back. Uh, We'll figure out a new date for the Halloween end stream so we can drink together and have fun with that. It was supposed to be tomorrow, but uh, Nick being in town and stuff changed up the plans, and you couldn't really do it with just one bullshitter. So, So... We have to spare Kendo that night of drinking alone, and we will uh, we'll reconvene. So, folks, thank you for watching. Be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Dot com. <laughs>